This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Wednesday, September 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a man is in critical condition after a stabbing at the homeless encampment along the Ben Franklin Parkway on Tuesday night, according to authorities. It happened just before 8 p.m. on the 300 block of North 22nd Street. Police say a 28-year-old man was stabbed several times in the legs and once in the back of the head. He was taken to Jefferson Hospital, where he's now listed in critical condition. No arrests have been made, and police are asking if you have any information to contact them at 215-686-TIPS. Two encampments have been set up in the city all summer, one along the Parkway and another along Ridge Avenue outside of the Philadelphia Housing Authority headquarters. Camp leaders have said that they want safe housing. Negotiating with Mayor Jim Kenney hasn't yielded results as deadlines for them to leave have come and gone. Residents in the immediate area have recently expressed fears for their safety. Mayor Jim Kenney was not at the City Hall a meeting on Tuesday uh, for his weekly coronavirus update, but was in self-quarantine at home after coming into contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. My tummy hurts! T- the Philadelphia mayor said he was tested on Monday for the coronavirus and the results came back negative. I mentioned this not to focus on myself, but to remind everyone that the risks of COVID-19 are still very much with us, Kenny said. Because of the contact, Kenny said that he will remain in self-quarantine to not risk spreading the virus to anyone else and will be tested again next week. Kenny said while Philadelphia's positive case numbers have dropped and many of the restrictions have been eased, the virus is still out there. We must be vigilant. So if you find yourself in a similar situation exposed to someone who tested positive, do the right thing in self-quarantine and get yourself tested because this pandemic, unfortunately, is far from over. On Tuesday, Philadelphia reported 76 more positive coronavirus cases and two new deaths. Scent detection dogs could play a large role in fighting spotted lanternfly infestation. No, It's no secret that once hatched, the insects kill trees and destroy crops, as seen for the second year in Philadelphia and its suburbs. While the unhatched baby insects may seem odorless to humans, dogs can detect them as proven through a new pilot program at the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary, Veter, Veterinarian Medicine. <laughs> I was watching some video of them training the dogs to do this. Did you see it, Kathy? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's pretty amazing, yeah, yeah. right? We put these eggs in front of them, and when they sniff them, we use a clicker. We mark it, and then we give them a reward, said Dr. Jennifer Essler, a postdoctoral researcher helping to lead the pilot project. Then they make the game more difficult, she says. You add distracting odors, hide more eggs in more difficult places, and train them for whatever scenario. And the results have been astounding. They found that after training uh, on the dead eggs, the dogs transferred easily to live eggs in just a couple of sessions. Primarily, results from the study show that the dogs correctly identified egg masses with up to 95% accuracy, while also correctly ignoring non-target scents up to 93% of the time. The study itself... Took about five months using three different dogs. Penvet what, says, "What was that noise? That was the click that they use. Uh, they use the scent, and then they have a clicker, and then they. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, don't. Okay. We don't have the actual good click. <laughs> what is that? Is that Nick click? It's a Nick oh, click, it's, but so, it's, it's not pan to the right. It's not the Nick click. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It sounded so bizarre. My headphones. Yeah, like, it did. Uh, what was that? Oh my okay. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> So the study itself took about five months using three different dogs. PennVet says that Lucky, an 18-month-old German Shepherd, will eventually be paired with the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture to help fend off the invasive species. It's pretty interesting. No, it's amazing, and it could be an option for helping to diminish the population. Preston, there was a video running in the studio here of a tree that was sort of covered with 
uh, the lanternflies. Mm-hmm. When you had them at the height, was that what you were experiencing? Not that many. Okay. No, all right, all right. no. That that was a wild-looking infestation. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we had a few here and there. We mainly, all right. I, I never really saw them on the trees that much. I mainly saw them landing on, the, like, the side of the house okay. and, and on furniture and stuff like that. But I never saw them to that. But you know what? When we initially, the first year, when they when they really hit bad and we had our, our area sprayed or fumigated or whatever... Uh, that you saw that pile of them yes. below the tree. Yeah, so yeah. maybe up higher on the tree, they were at that level. But All I right. didn't see them down low because they tend to crawl upward uh, and head for the higher parts of the tree. From yeah, what they're I understand. in the trees in our neighborhood. Fortunately, you see, them, you see them like that? Well, fortunately, they're not in my yard, knock on All wood. Right. Um, yeah, likewise. But just down the street, just a few houses down. Yes, so they, they're all on the uh, the trunk of the tree. But then if you go underneath the tree and look up, they're in the tree. Oh, okay. all right. Yeah. And there's some trees, apparently, that they're more attracted to than others. Yeah. And yeah. you can see them sort of descending down. They're, they're pretty yes. slow moving, but they kind of like uh, hover their way down. Uh, and for for me in my, at our house, they end up on two sides of the house, and it's daily. And uh, I'm not really looking forward to winter, but um, if it kills the lantern flies, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. take it. I'm, I'm so sick of them. Kill them! And they jump on you too. I didn't yeah. realize that last uh-huh. year. Maybe just because there yeah. wasn't as many mm-hmm. in my area, but they jump on you. They like to hitch a ride. I will see them land on like uh, in the parking lot in, out here, slow moving cars. They get on, and that's how they they actually moved around. They move around. They've mm-hmm. gotten on cars. And, and they yep. go around to different areas. There are signs at some of the um, state parks that say, check your car before you leave. Yeah. So that they're to, for the, the check yourself fly. before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I remember being at my son's soccer game. It was either last season or the season before, but we were in a different county. And we so we didn't have the problem in, in my at least my part of Delco yet. And these things were all over the soccer field, and I checked my car big time before I had left yeah, because yeah. I didn't want to take it home with me. They're pretty bad here, too, yeah. out front of the, the building. Yeah, yeah, I do see them outside and out in front here. A ton of dead ones. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost both games against the Nationals in a doubleheader yesterday in Washington what and the f- is this? fell out of a playoff position. The Phillies lost their fourth game in a row and dropped behind Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and San Francisco. The four teams are competing for the National League's final two playoff berths. The series against the Nationals wraps up tonight, and Zach Eflin will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 6.05. In the NBA playoffs, Jamal Murray had 28 points, 12 assists, and two late three-pointers, helping the Denver Nuggets to a 114-106 win that cut the L.A. Lakers' lead to 2-1 in the Western Conference Finals. The Nuggets lost almost all of a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter, but held on for the win. Game four is tomorrow night in Orlando. An NBA legend, Michael Jordan, is taking on another big challenge, trying to make NASCAR more inclusive. The sports icon announced that he and NASCAR superstar Denny Hamlin have teamed up to form a new racing team and have recruited Bubba Wallace to be the team's driver. He should get behind the wheel. Earlier. Tell me. <laughs> Could you imagine him in there? Could you? Yeah. <laughs> They would have to raise part of it. There's a little bump in the top, uh-huh. like in Harry and the Hendersons. Right? <laughs> so his head can fit in there. Earlier this year, Jordan and his brand pledged to donate $100 million over 10 years to groups dedicated to ensuring racial equality, social justice, and greater access to education. I've been a NASCAR fan my whole life, Jordan said. It added that when he was a child growing up in North Carolina, his parents uh-huh. would take him and his siblings to races. Huh. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you oh so much, Kathy. And uh, 
uh, we welcome you to the midweek point. We have a few things that you need to be aware of uh, for today's program. Wednesdays mean a secret text word. And was just reminiscing in my mind about that conversation we had yesterday with Matthew Modine. He was such a cool guy. And we have to give away a digital download of Full Metal Jacket. Awesome. Uh, which is, of course, high, it's in the highest def possible right now, 4K Ultra HD. Most def. And available on uh, digital. So, uh, text word secret to 39333. And we're going to send a word back to you later on. We'll ask for the designated caller. The person that gives us that word wins. And we'll grab a random text or two. Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, the side-by-side photo of Matthew Modine and Bill Weston, it's pretty uncanny. They look almost identical. And uh, Marissa, did you take that picture, Marissa? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So we have that posted on uh, our social media if you want to see that. And we also have today another clue that will possibly net you $1,000. We give away tomorrow. Is this our final clue? Yeah. It's our final clue. Yes. So on Monday we gave away, well, actually, these are questions that we posed to you. Monday right, yes. we gave you a question. Yesterday we gave you a question. <laughs> Today we give you the final one. Then your mission is to watch the show. I Can See Your Voice, which is on Fox 29. It's on right after The Masked Singer, uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, and you have to... Pay attention and find the answers to the three questions we've asked. And then tomorrow morning, you call them when we tell you to call. And if you get through and you answer the three questions correctly, you win $1,000. So after we do the entertainment report, I will give you the question, the third and final question for tonight's show. And I hope we don't ever have to do this again. <laughs> Not give away $1,000. No, no, no. I have to re-explain this to everybody over and over that there's three questions throughout Three days that eventually lead to you watching a show and then the next day answering those three questions. See what I'm saying here? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very right. elaborate. We've never done anything like it. But as you said, a grand is a grand. It's I'm happy doing. to give away yeah. $1,000. Absolutely. Uh, we also have our friends from J.D. McGillicuddy stopping by this morning, which means we'll do some giveaways in conjunction uh, with this uh, Thursday night home gate kickoff with Bud Light. It's a Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home night uh, home gate kickoff that um actually nick and marissa are participating in and they are going to be delivering to winners tomorrow cases of bud light platinum yes they will actually be driving to possibly your house (laughs) it's awesome and dropping off some beer for you and they're going to do this through the remainder of the season from what i understand uh nick how are the how do they get you the winners? How do people register to win this? So there's a, a contest page up on WMMR.com, and uh, we're going to do it all season long. You just mentioned, Preston. I think, Casey, you're going to go out and do a few at some point in, Probably, during the year yeah. as well. But any, Mar- Marissa and I are kicking it off tomorrow night. Um, and it's really cool because Bud Light has done this with us um, uh, for several seasons in a row now. And we it's been huge. We can't really do oh. happy hours at right. actual bars. Um, so we're finding a way to do a happy hour at your house. So Marissa's going to one house tomorrow. I'm going to a different house. And uh, it should be fun. And we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll, you know, obviously be safe. We'll maintain distance like we're supposed to. But uh, we're going to bring you some beer, which is cool. And it's not just a case of beer. It's a $100 Primo gift card. Yeah. A set of four custom Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff pint glasses. Yeah. A Bud Light Platinum Seltzer long sleeve t-shirt. A $25 bar restaurant gift card. So, lots of cool stuff. Oh, Kudos cool. to Bud for uh, for stepping up with this. It's very cool. Yep, and J.D. McGilligatti's in conjunction yeah. with this. We'll have some uh, gift cards to give away through the course of today's show. So, yeah, we got plenty today. Uh, let's take a break, come back in a second, and as I mentioned, we'll do that entertainment report thing and a stupid question with some other stuff to give away. Hang close. Midweek, we'll do this thing together. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks.
Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? Well, visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to do the stupid question this morning, and we are going to give away as a prize to you a family four-pack of tickets to Adventure Aquarium. A uh, question I have for you concerns uh, Colonel Sanders. I was going to ask, I think I'm going to change this. I was going to ask how many um, spices, herbs and spices are used in the uh, recipe. All right. Is, uh, I'm not going to ask. Okay. It's 11, is the answer. Yes. I, I, yeah. But Sanders, actually, this is the question I have for you. Sanders customized a cooking tool that allowed him to shorten the time needed to fry chicken. Name that tool. There you go. 215-263-WMMR. I wonder why you were holding a card with Colonel Sanders' picture. <laughs> These are trivia cards that, uh, that Nick uh, is a game that Nick has, and there's some great questions on here. I love the fact that KFC on, on Twitter still follows the Spice Girls and the 11 guys, or uh, I'm sorry, six guys named Her- or Herb. So they, they yes. follow 11 herbs and spices. Yes. So uh, let's see if you know what this uh, appliance is, if you will, that allowed him to shorten the time needed to fry chicken. Name it. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go through some birthdays today, Wednesday, September 23rd. Uh, Casey, I'll save that one for last. Oh, you're, okay, okay, cool. Uh, we'll go with uh, a guy who's here in the studio. Such a cool guy, Anthony Mackey. Yeah, oh my God, what a great actor! Too, uh, I would love to get him back in the studio, especially since all that's happened in the universe. He's in the new series, uh, Falcon and the, the Winter the, Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, he but, plays Balky. But before <laughs> all of that, he he was also. It, it's great going back to movies before he became. Uh, you know, a, a well-known yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. You go back and you see he was a bit player in, in some movies. And you're like, wow, that guy was really good. He's very good. He's a million-dollar baby. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was at Real Steel. He's got a small role in uh, some other movies. That, that he pops up. And I'm like, man, that guy's a solid actor. He's yeah. a, he's all he plays a good, likable dude. He can play a prick and play that. He yes. plays that well, but. As as a as a likable character, he's fantastic. All right, but at the end of um, the last movie, right, uh, he is given a shield. I, okay. <laughs> Dude, it's been out forever. If you didn't see it, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. not even going to apologize anymore. It's the biggest movie of 2019. Um, but anyway, is is are they supposed to like are, are they um uh, insinuating that maybe he's going to become uh, well? Yeah. As per the comic books, it would be Bucky that would step That's what up. I but but they're apparently, from what I understand, as the series is going to progress, there's going to be some back and forth. Okay, so we'll see. Because he's also he's not an enhanced individual. No, he, no, no. He has he has training and he has special equipment. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of like Tony Stark. He's not a genius like Tony Stark, but um, yeah. yeah, you're right. He has no real superpowers and enhanced abilities. He yeah. is hot. Uh, but yeah, uh, but Anthony Maggie was a really nice guy when he came by. He was 42 years old today. Jason Alexander ah. uh, has a birthday today. He is 61 years old. I was doing a, a, a deep dive into uh, interviews about movies that I like, and one of them was uh, with Kevin Pollack talking about A Few Good Men, and he was telling how he got the role as Lieutenant Weinberg in that movie. Originally, Jason Alexander no. was the guy cast for oh, it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And that seems actually they, a decent swap. Yeah, yeah. Ag- agreed. But yeah. they were um, they were waiting for um, whether the, go- the green light on Seinfeld was going to happen or not, and so he- it was pending on that. Seinfeld got the green light. He went with that. Yeah. And Kevin Pollack was the second guy in it, and he got the role, which was great for him. Yeah. It was th- a groundbreaking role for him. Nobody as well. lost out on that one. Uh, but Jason Alexander also can do comedy. Yeah. Like everybody knows that, but he can do drama, too. Um, he's uh, 61 today. Julio 
Iglesias. Oh my God. Celebrates his birthday. I have never loved you more. Yes. Uh, ugly, ugly lady. You're so very ugly. You turn my stomach into knots. Ugly lady. So very, very ugly. You make me want to vomit. Please go away now. He's so suave. He yeah. could have had make a it. huge hit with a song <laughs> called Ugly Lady. Please sing Ugly Lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. Start that over again one more time. <laughs> Please sing Stacey, Ugly Lady. Stacey, get it to the top. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I got to hear more, Steve. I'm sorry. Yes, he is the ugly lady. Ugly lady, you're so very ugly. You have a face like a smashed ass. Ugly lady. So, uh, Julio Iglesias. Horrible looking lady. Troubling lady. A genetic cruel joke. Uh, he is uh, 77. Uh, I'd like to see the video for that one. <laughs> yeah. Is he uh, Enrique Iglesias's he is. father? Yes, yes. he's his Correct. father. Um, uh, both, uh, well, Julio certainly has a history of, you know, being, you know, a, he's a ladies, he's a man. ladies man. Yeah. And then some. He's an ugly ladies man. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, of course. <laughs> hey, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're a short thing for me. <laughs> All right, happy 77th. I will always love you as long as there's a paper bag in the room. He is that, though, there are people who are that good looking. Well, where they could get away with that. The word is suave. Yeah. I think, too. You can sell you know, it. I mean, yeah. he's just, you know, yeah. he's got that way. Suave. So, yeah. Suave. Rico, Rico Suave. suave. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Mike. Uh, Chi McBride. Who Chai? is uh, from? Was is it Chai? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hawaii. I, I lose. There's there's cheese and chays and chos. And I, this I, is the, I, this I guy mess is... up everybody's names. Hawaii Five O gone in sixty seconds. Wasn't he in? The, uh, he's also in a uh, undercover brother. He is. Yeah. He's yep. great. Yep. He's uh, he's awesome. He was uh, also in a movie I love, Roll Bounce. He played the father in that movie. He's fifty nine today. And then the last birthday is Mary Kay Place. Oh. One more. Who's been in... Oh, yeah, you're right. I've, I've saved the big one. Uh, who's been in loads of stuff from, uh, like, The Big Chill to Private Benjamin, Sweet Home Alabama. We remember her from Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Yes, that's right. Uh, she is 73 today. And then the last birthday, it is Bruce Springsteen's yeah! birthday today. Uh, the boss turns 71 years old today. And, Steve, you were talking uh, yesterday or the day before about him having that uh, that Mick Jagger... Uh, yeah. Gene or whatever it is, just yeah. going on and on and on, and he will, you know. Do you honestly see a time where, I mean, especially he's as vital now as you've ever seen him, so I, I got to figure he's got another 20. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell Why him, would really, he stop? He loves it. He takes care of himself, yeah. so happy birthday to the boss. I do Pilates. Love it. 71. I do, I do kangaroo yoga. Kangaroo <laughs> yoga? Yeah. I heard about it on Kathy's full activities days. Yeah. All the rage. Uh, he's 71 today. Happy birthday to the boss. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, Colonel Sanders 
had customized a cooking tool that allowed him to shorten the time needed to fry chicken. Name that tool, and we will go to John and see if he knows the answer. Yo, John, good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, John, what's that kitchen tool that he used? Uh, pressure cooker. You got it. Really? And that's what sped it up, and they were able to make it quicker. John is right. He's got a family four-pack of tickets to the Adventure Aquarium, which is open daily. Reservations are required. <laughs> required. Visit uh, adventureaquarium.com for more information. I have ugly lady running <laughs> my head right now, and I can't shake it. Oh, no. It's... Ugly lady, <laughs> you're so very disturbing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Please look away. Like Medusa. I'm trying to eat my lunch. All right. <laughs> You're gonna ruin my appetite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It'd be great if I just didn't even make it past the birthday. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's laughing the rest of the day. Gwyneth Paltrow appeared on the Drew Barrymore show and admitted that while she and ex Chris Martin co-parent well, it's not always as smooth as it seems. She told uh, Barry Moore that they've uh, stayed a unit for their son Moses and daughter Apple, who are now 14 and 16 years old, by the way. Oh wow, my God. Apple is 16. Holy hell. I don't think I've ever seen those kids and what they look like. They shield them, don't they? From yeah, maybe a picture media. here or there uh, walking around the city when they were married, but they were super young. I'm curious if uh, if the young lady, if Apple will get her mother's looks and maybe follow in her footsteps as far as acting and things like that goes. We'll I don't say, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... Or music, who knows? Possibly. Yeah. The, the genetics are there. Yeah, she posted a few pictures on Instagram, so maybe they shielded them for a while, but uh, Gwyneth on her own Instagram page has uh, pictures of Apple with Chris Martin, and so, uh, you know, they, they're pretty open, even on social media, about okay. co-parenting. Oh, yeah, very much so. She said, it's like you're ending a marriage, but you're still in a family, and that's how it will be forever. She says, some days it's not as good as it looks. We also have good days and bad days, but I think that it's driving towards the same purpose of unity and love and what's best for our kids. What? <clears throat> they also had guidance. She said we were. Uh, she was really lucky uh, that she had a doctor who gave her and Martin a rubric for how to co-parent successfully. Namely, you have to you uh, you have to have radical accountability and know that every relationship is 50-50, she says. I couldn't agree more, especially if I understood that. Yeah, if I knew what a rubric was. Uh, a plan. Okay. Okay. No matter what you think, I thought it was a cube. <laughs> yeah, Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. Yep. How do I solve this thing? How is this I'm, that, supposed to help I'm looking me? for answers and you're making me more confused. And what I can't get my fingers out of this puzzle. Uh, no matter what you think, she said, uh, how you think you were wronged or how bad you perceived the other person's actions or whatever the case may be, uh, if you are brave enough to take responsibility for your half and really look at your own garbage and your own trauma and how it's presenting in the world and you're in a relationship, then there really is somewhere to go and something to learn and something to heal. Huh? No, I, I agree. It's it's your own accountability. If it, The ability to step out and go, okay, is it me? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and, and if it is me, I can be okay with that, you know? So I've tried to do that a little bit more in my life and go, dude, you're the problem, and that's okay. You, you just need to... You need, to work. you need to work on it. You need, honestly, what you need is a little more goop in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my hair yeah. uh, in the morning. Yeah. But uh, for Paltrow, one of the interesting parts of the whole process is that she feels, in a way, like my divorce and my relationship with Chris now is better than our marriage was. What a divorce. So I think that it can be done, she said. It is. It's, it's a great <laughs> rubric. <laughs> 
for a divorce. Abort, how, how, where does uh, what time does the Drew Barrymore show air, and I don't, what channel? I don't know. And if so, is she airing the uh, Zoom stuff, or is she in a studio? Uh, I, well, I don't know. And but if so, go- where is that studio? She's going to have Tom Green on her show, or she has had Tom Green oh, on yeah. her show, Preston, which is uh, interesting because uh, I think they were an like- item. Well, yeah, but I was going to say the last time we had Tom Green on, uh, you asked if he was going to ever be on her show or something like that. And he was like, uh, who? What are you talking about? I, I don't know if it was the last time. I mean, there was definitely one time where yeah. we asked about Drew Barrymore. Said, uh, I do, you know, he just kind of yeah. he, he jokingly sidestepped talking about her. So they've probably yeah. smoothed things out. I would imagine, especially when you have a talk show that makes you smooth things exactly. out. Exactly. Could you yeah. come on my show, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, locally, it's on in the afternoon on CBS 3. Okay, All just right. as long as I don't miss Steve Wilkos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the bouncer from uh, the Jerry Springer show, right? Yeah, yeah his show has been incredibly successful it's over the years. It's huge. It finds an audience, and he's Steve made a gazillion Wilkos. dollars doing it. Who knew? God, I was. I'm sorry to go off. No, no, no. I was watching. Um, I think it was. Uh, the second or third uh, Austin Powers movies, they were, just, they were just on. Right. And the segment where, they're on, where they're on the Jerry Springer show came Oh, out. Yeah. yeah. And I just, it took me back to that time when that stuff was on TV every All the time. day. Yeah. And it was just, what a what an S show. This Unbelievable. Was, uh, and and wow. Well, now you have, uh, you have uh, uh, Jerry Springer is now a, a judge. He has right. his judge show. And then in its place, obviously, the long-running Maury Povich show, which is all paternity tests. Well, yep. what was the one I, I used to watch when I was a kid? Monty? No. Oh, Montel Williams? Mo- no, no. Dude smoked cigarettes. Oh, oh. you know, you're talking about Morton Downey. Morton Downey. Downey. Morton Downey was a bomb thrower. That was his, there's a documentary about him. That The same way, like, um, uh, Alice Cooper was a construct, that's exactly what that yeah. was. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right, so Shannon Doherty revealed in February that her stage four cancer was back. And now uh, her co-star, Jason Priestley, is sharing an update on her health. He told Australia Network 10, uh, reach out to Shannon every few months uh, just to check in on her and say hi. Uh, She's a real tough girl, and Shannon's a fighter, and she's always been a fighter. And I know that she will continue to fight as hard as she can. Last time I heard from her, she was in pretty good spirits. Uh, when she opened up about the cancer return in February, she told ABC, I've definitely had days where I say, why me? And then I go, well, why not me? Who else, you know? Who else besides me deserves this? None of us do. And I would say that my first reaction is always concerned about how I am going to tell my mom, my husband. And uh, she first shared her diagnosis in 2015. It went into remission in 2017, came back early this year. So <clears throat> he says she's hanging in there. Uh, let's see. How about... This Bachelor Nation is supporting Cassie Randolph amid her legal case against her former partner, Colton Underwood. Last week, she was granted a temporary restraining order against him. Uh, the and Colton got physical, right? Was that the deal? Uh, I think so. That was her allegation. I don't right. know exactly. I don't remember what the story is. But she wrote on Instagram, be like the moon and inspire people even when you're far from full. Uh, she said, you inspire me. Be like the moon, even uh, when you're far from full. And, you'll uh, be up in the sky, shining down on the ones you love. Alaya ben- Benavidez, Benavid- how the hell do you say that name? Benavides. Villanova. Villanova. Uh, Alaya Benavides uh, said, you inspire me. Uh, she competed <laughs> Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor and had commented that, so... Uh, let's see. Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, has filed a lawsuit against the L.A. County Sheriff Alex 
uh, Villanova. Nova. Are you kidding me? If it's really Villanova, we Villanueva. finally get... Villanueva. Oh, close. Damn we it. We were so close. Yeah. Uh, Alex Villanueva. Claiming that deputies shared unauthorized photos of the scene of the helicopter crash. Of course, you remember this story. Yeah, there were photos, that, I mean, where the, the wreckage was still on fire and photos had gotten out. Reports surfaced in the wake of the crash. Graphic photos of uh, Bryant and Gianna were being shared by deputies. The lawsuit is seeking damages for negligence, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Uh, Villanueva has said eight deputies took or shared graphic photos of the scene. And he ordered the images deleted, but Brian's suit charges his actions amounted to a cover-up uh-huh. of the deputy's misconduct. Where does the lawsuit stand with the helicopter company? Do we know? <clears throat> Have it? I, d- I don't know, um, but I'm sure it's under. Yeah, I'm under sure. Yeah. Uh, with no time to die, making Daniel Craig's fifth and final outing as Ian Fleming's iconic spy. Uh, I almost said Daniel Boone. Uh, <laughs> uh, James Bond. Seven, could you take off that coonskin cap? <laughs> Rumors are beginning to circulate that Mad Max Fury Road star Tom Hardy has been chosen as his replacement. And now, full disclosure, the following should be taken with a fistful of salt rather than just a pinch. But reportedly, the 43-year-old Hardy won the role of James Bond back in June after a successful audition. So this is all rumor. Rumor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The plan was to make the casting announcement following the release of No Time to Die. But due to delays, this was put on the back burner. With insiders now claiming uh, that the announcement won't be made until next year. Um, he could be a solid Bond. He's such yeah. a great actor. He is. Man. He's an excellent actor. He would be the shortest Bond ever, oh, I believe. How tall is he? He's 5'8", I think. Okay. Hmm. I never pegged that from just Wait, seeing him on screen. So but if they, you see they have him, a way of doing you like know. Bane, they made him look huge. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, he's he he can fill the screen. How big is does uh, Daniel Craig? Is Daniel Craig just... is five ten. Okay, all right. Uh, Connery was six two. Pierce Brosnan was six two. Oh, I know all this. Gonna lunatic, but yeah. So uh, uh, Roger Moore was six feet, I believe. So, but but listen, Craig, it, it, you ha- if you have the presence, you can sell it. Uh, speaking of Daniel Craig, uh, Ryan Johnson announced that there's going to be a Knives Out sequel. Uh, it's like Excellent. a non-sequel sequel, but it's just going to center around Daniel Craig and his character as the detective. I loved him and in that a, movie. A whole new murder mystery surrounding it. So an entire new cast except for Daniel Craig. Keep him coming. But I love that movie. I didn't, I didn't see it in the theaters. It took me a while to to get to it, but uh, he was great in it. What is her name again? Because I am in love and, with uh, her. Anna Arms- Armstead. Yeah, she was beautiful in that she, movie. Yeah, I saw a movie where she's naked in it, and I like that one too. I don't even care what the movie was about. She's in the new Bond movie. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the movie she was naked. Do you remember what happened in it? She uh, plays Annie Oakley in the new one. Uh, yeah, you know what? She is um, kind of a um, oh, I, I, I don't know. It was like a murder and boobs out. It's boobs called. out. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it's called the Night Clerk. Okay, okay. I, I shut the clerk. Uh, I think it's called the Night Clerk. <laughs> I shut the clerk. I shut the clerk. <laughs> but I did not shoot the <clears throat> deputy. All right, uh, Jessica Alba shared a close encounter with a snake on Ooh. Instagram. Yeah, huh. uh, this is like Kathy. The oh other my day. god, it was awful. Did Jaco save Jessica Alba too? <laughs> he should have. The 39 year old almost stepped on a rattlesnake. I think that's no. what was in my yard. Yeah, it was must have been <laughs> a rattle, right? Diamond One of those rare country rattles. It was definitely poisonous. Though, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so she almost stepped on a rattler just as she was posing for a shot in front of a statue. And the person behind the camera says, uh, there's a rattlesnake right there. Uh, while a number, uh, another woman goes on to yell, oh, crap, it's a rattlesnake. Get the hell out of here. I saw, on a Ow. different note, I saw the uh, the cutest video of her when she is 
She's at home, and and a friend of hers was taking pictures of her, and she stood back to back with her her daughter, and the and the the photographer saying, her daughter's twelve years old, I think, and and she says your daughter's taller than you, and she goes, oh no, she's not, no, no, she's not, that's ridiculous, and then she stands back to back, and her daughter is taller than her, and she starts crying. Aww. That's her reaction, like oh my god, it was it was just adorable and very in the moment. Uh, yeah, and listen, I'm I'm that my, my sons are taller than me now. My yeah. daughter is like. As tall as my wife is. Wow. It's wow. Unbelievable. So it's, as a parent, I can see why she would cry. You're like, oh, yeah. stop <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. Um, Oscar winner Kate Winslet and Priyanka Chopra Jonas have joined HBO Max's A World of Calm as narrators. And they join, previously announced, uh, Mahershala Ali, Idris Elba, Oscar Isaac, Nicole Kidman, Zoe Kravitz, Lucy Liu, Cillian Murphy and Keanu Reeves. It's about the invention of the crockpot or whatever. What no. Did... Oh, no. <laughs> Additionally, HBO Max has set October 1st for the premiere of the 10-episode unscripted series from the creators of the Calm app and Newtopia. Oh, so these, are, <clears throat> these apps are huge. So the series combines uh, mesmeric imagery... With narration by A-list stars, a timely mm. antidote for our modern lives. This is how it's uh, described. A timely antidote for our modern lives. Each half-hour episode takes audiences on an immersive visual journey into another world, building on Calm's sleep stories, bedtime stories for grown-ups. Each relaxing tale is designed to transform how you feel. Viewers will be transported into tranquility through scientifically engineered narratives, enchanting music, and astounding footage to naturally calm the body and soothe the mind. Is it I, meditation? It, it sounds that's like all yeah. that Oobah. is. Oobah. Oobah. The Calm app is awesome. I've used the Calm app many times. I was yeah, wondering. It so really works. A lot yeah. of people use it. You you find it's very um, oh, it's productive. Terrific. Yeah, it's just listen. There's so much distraction and so Oobah. much going on. Yeah, to Oobah. get out of your head a little bit. Yeah. By the way, the last time she was here, um, she was filming that that show, Mayor of Easttown, yes. in uh, in our area, and I believe they had to suspend production entirely on it because it was right when the pandemic broke. Yeah. I don't know if and when they're going to start it back back up because. Um, it was written by a local guy, uh, Brad Inglesby, and and so I, I hope they're able to actually finish shooting that. Yeah, they were shooting in Aston, I believe, at the the Sun Studios. They, or they were all over the place. They were yeah. in some neighborhoods and houses too. Uh, by the way, we have a listener who does guided meditation. Uh, he's that he's a professor out in uh, Idaho State University. His name's Kurt Anderson. Yeah, and he provided me with like a little five minute little jobby that he did, and it's great. But press as, as you were, <laughs> that's your mantra. That's your mantra. As you were reading that story, you kind of went into that soothing mode. Right. I think you could do guided meditation. You I think have, I could do it if I, I had a script. I don't. You know. Yeah. I just, You're not going to no. riff improv. No. <laughs> go yeah. to sleep. Yeah. You should probably go to sleep. <laughs> it's probably a good time to go to sleep. Yeah. There's a commercial that yeah. airs on some of the news channels, and it's for um, the guy goes. It's time to get into bed and get cozy as we read you an adult, uh, a bedtime story. They're reading uh, passages from the Bible, but uh, the guy so oversells that it's almost annoying. Okay. Uh, I forgot. Get all cozy and pull the sheets up. Yeah. I forgot the name of the app that I used to use. I, I, it, it wasn't working for me anymore, so I got rid of it, but uh, it was a um, uh, mindful meditation. It wasn't calm? No, it wasn't calm. It was something else, but I, but oh, I get the calm. Uh, and squirt. Headspace? Head, yeah, I think they're... Mine head? Mine head. <laughs> Mine head. Uh, no, I have it, Preston, because you write, uh, it is called, yeah, it's Headspace. Okay. There's also another one called Waking Up that I like. 
But calm, is calm guided or is it just soothing sounds and uh, Nick, is, is there a narrator? I don't remember. I, you know, I might have been thinking about Headspace uh, because I've seen the commercials for calm and confused the two. Yeah, because I, I, I'd seen those as well and I was curious if it was the same thing. I Check like on Google, check under head and see what comes up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang on. Actually, I'm going to use Bing. Take your filters yeah, off. I'm going to use Bing for that one. And uh, yeah, uh, Bing will yeah, yeah. get, get you video. <laughs> I Boy, like, hey, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Headspace until they asked you for money, and then I was like, I don't want to pay for this. Uh, uh, if anybody does know it, use the Calm app, uh, give us a call, because I am curious as to whether it's, it's narration or is it just, you know, calming effects and what, what, sleep now. soothing sounds. Which one do you prefer, or do you not care? Uh, I think I... I, I drums. Uh, yeah, sounds <laughs> well, of drums. Well, Kath, you know, when I was doing the Headspace thing, I did try to really... It's hard to focus, and I think it takes practice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to keep from being distracted, because my, my mind wanders. And Steve, with you and ADHD, you, uh, your mind would be bouncing all over the place. And, and that's the case. So I use uh, Dr. Rosenpenis. Dr. Rosenberg did a, a meditation for me. It's 20 right. minutes where he just talks to me, and it's I play that. It's an audio file that I have, and I will go for about 21 minutes, it goes... That will put me in a restful state, and that's the only thing that works. I almost, I, it's almost constant feedback, Preston, as opposed to anything that lets my mind wander. Yes, I'm listening to someone talk to me. But yeah. it's supposed to train you <clears throat> right, to be right. able to do, do that it, on your own. Yep, and, and that's why I asked because it takes time. I did. So I did one. Uh, it was called Insight Timer, and basically, it, it was I think it was like five or seven days, and it, it teaches you. So so you go through it each day with this person, you know, who's who Who's speaking with you, and then you can all, you can do on your own guided, or you can just do the sounds. But uh, a lot of what she was saying during those seven days, I use if I meditate to not allow my mind nice. to wander. You know what I mean? Right. Like I think back. No, that's, uh-uh. <laughs> not it. Oh, Kathy, you relax. But the the Headspace app. Uh, the, the person, okay, the, the person that was guiding it had a very thick Australian accent. And they say, yeah, sit down, find a chair. I couldn't do that. Relax. It's time to get all relaxed. Yeah, and I was like, I was a little distracted by that just because it's not used. I'm not no, used to it. I think a nice. Yeah, you comfy cozy. A yeah. thick German accent would probably get be that. Get to bed now. Put your head on the pillow. Time to go to sleep. Are you crazy? You've got to get up in the morning. Get a nice restful sleep. Pull up the covers and get cozy. Now. <laughs> Are you asleep yet? I swear to God, I will kill you. (laughs) Hang on, let me go to uh, (laughs) let me go to Brittany real quick. Hey, uh, Brittany, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? Hey, Brittany, do you use the uh, the Calm app? I do use the Calm app. Um, It has music, and it also has guided meditation. So it's whatever you're in the mood for. So it's possible, Nick, you were using it. You were just not using some of the guided meditation parts of it. Yeah, I use um, the sleep music a lot, um, and then sometimes, like when I'm working and I can't focus, I'll put it on like on low. So, and, um, and you, you find it effective, Brittany? So even so, uh, sometimes, so the same thing that can be used to help you fall asleep can help you stay sort of focused while you're working. Yes. Wow. But okay. I use different music. For okay. That. All right. So for sleep, I use one um, music that I really like. That helps, and then for excuse me, and then for focus, I use like completely different sounds, like nature sounds. All right, all right. I, I might, I might check it out. Me too. You, 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 oh, so. is there a subscription? 
She says it's free. Oh, you just said it's free. Yeah. Yep. See, I can't even focus on what you're talking about right now. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I, I had a question for oh, you. Oh, you call uh, yet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a question for you, Preston, about your drum kit, because I know that you have a whole bunch of different settings for sounds, and can you make, like, ethereal music? Sure. So you maybe could even create your own yeah. Uh, relaxation bed. Mm-hmm. I think you should do it, and I think we should... Uh, um... What do you do during the day? <laughs> well, I, I think it would be something that that could be kind of a cool download on our website is, you know, Guided Meditation by by Preston Elliott or, you know, by right. Steve Morrison or, or by Nell, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's time to go tie tie. <laughs> time to go tie tie. All right, hang on a second. Here's it. <laughs> All comes back to Nell, man. <laughs> That's a good call case. Nell would be a great one. <laughs> that could just be the name of the app. Yeah. yeah. Like, calm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nell. Ah, so tight. So very <laughs> now stop playing with the microphone. <laughs> stop playing with the microphone. Give me that goddamn thing. Give me that. She's in the middle of a session, sir. Please don't bother her. Um, this says, uh, Calm has almost everything. It's, uh, fully guided, less guided, no guidance. They have music, stories. <laughs> just, there's nothing. You're just paying for nothing. And nature soundtrack. No, so you get to choose okay. one level. Uh, in fact, uh, Marissa got an excerpt. Here we go. Oh, okay. Just a little bit. Quality's not very good, but. Is this just music, Marissa? Okay, so this is the type of music. Lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think this, so a, a basic sort of, not, I don't want to say a, a monotonous sound, but a... Um, kind of drone-ish. Right, a drone. Uh, yeah, to help, not not too distracting. Right. Easy, slow what is your, movements. What is your environmental sound of choice? Yeah, I know you put on a, um, a sleep machine. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, like a fan. A fan? Yeah. You do have a fan on in the room, though, don't you? I used to, not oh, anymore. Okay. Preston, big fan. I love you so much, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening for 20 years. He just sits there bed and talks to me. It's a fan. He <laughs> 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 just sits there. It's Gary Lauer. I wanted to do an OnlyFans, an OnlyFans page, and it's just a fan to my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is this? Uh, it's another guided oh. meditation. All right, here we go. This Well, this would relax me, this yeah. one. Here we go. Wow, that's good. Okay. Anyway, I don't know when this show is coming out, but it is called... Uh, HBO Max is a world of calm. It's coming out in Shocktober, Preston. Uh, that's when it's coming out? Yep. Okay. Uh, interesting. I might check into that. Yeah, me too. All right, we need to do the clip, so <laughs> let's do it. All right? Uh, let's see. Where, where the hell's my script? What? You need calm now. Oh, it's right here? Right here. 
okay. Thank you. Based on Gloria Steinem, the film The Glorias follows Gloria through the years and the impact traveling had on her to eventually become a woman's rights activist. And in this clip, director Julie Taymor discusses why some film moments don't need a visual flair. If it is an emotional moment, like the relationship between the 12-year-old Gloria and her mother in that bedroom, I don't even like to do a lot of editing. There's moments where just let the actors act. So I have good DP, the production design, all of the elements. Even if it's just a camera either slowly moving in or lingering, it's enough. Where are the strippers? <laughs> uh, the Glories is scheduled to be released next Wednesday in theaters. Here's the next clip. Set in 1950 Kansas City, two crime syndicates reign supreme as they buy for control in the fourth season of FX's Fargo. Hmm. And in this clip series, Noah Hawley sheds light on why fans should be excited for season four. Well, the cast is incredible, and I would say it's at least twice the size of any other story that we've told, both financially and just the scope of it and the scale of it and the period of it. There's no reason to do this again unless I think it can be the best one yet. I don't give a f***. Uh, Four Season of Fargo premieres Sunday at 9 and that is on FX. And there you go. That's your entertainment report. Wow, we went long on that. Okay, yeah. so here's here's the deal. We have $1,000 to give away tomorrow. This is your third and final question that will need to be answered tomorrow. After you watch the show, I can see your voice tonight at 8 o'clock on Fox 29. So, the third question, <clears throat> we gave you the first two the past couple of days. Who sings the song, What Makes You Beautiful? All right, so tonight, write down who sings the song, What Makes You Beautiful? The answer to that. Have it ready tomorrow morning because we're going to ask you all three of the questions that we posed this week. Our designated caller that answers those questions correctly wins $1,000. I think it's worth it. Uh, absolutely. Give it a shot. Don't forget, it's a return tonight at 8 of The Masked Singer, followed by the premiere of I Can See Your Voice, hosted by Ken Jeong, only on Fox 29's brand new show that asks question, can you guess if someone can sing without actually hearing their voice? So we'll give that away tomorrow. We're going to take a break and be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Can't Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Casey had something he wanted to bring up. Oh, wait. What is it? Is it the thing? Is it Boner Forever? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you've never seen Boner Forever with your own two eyes. Because like, no I, sh- I explain it. what Boner Stop Forever it. is. Like, you know, Stop. you've seen I will. it for 20 years. You've seen it all the time. No, I, I don't. Where is it? It's in North Philly. It's in North I don't. I couldn't yeah. tell you the last time I what was in North it? Philly. All right. So, there, it, Steve, it is a giant piece of graffiti on an old abandoned building that, I mean, it is. I want to look at a picture here because it, the, the graffiti. It is probably, uh, I'm going to count here. It is 
We're looking at it right now. Yeah. Okay. So it's, look it's at stories it. high. It, it, it's right. about One, six two, three, stories high. Six I think stories we've referenced high. it on the show before. Have we? I think it's come up a couple times. Yeah, because there have been like national news stories of Philadelphia where they will pan down the street and this will be in the background. <laughs> so it's um, it's known in the area, and I think we've talked about it in a sort of a cursory way. But okay. um, yeah, it's, it's, so course, it's been yeah. around for a long time. It's known in the area because it's right. been around for twenty years, and there's actually been like newspaper articles written about it. And it's, what what is what is the other than just the celebration of the engorged genitalia? What, 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 what <laughs> no. does it pertain to? Well, there's legend and lore behind it. There's a whole okay. bunch of different stories. It's like it's like freaking Bigfoot or or the Toynbee tiles or or anything along those lines where nobody really knows what boner forever is except for the person <laughs> or people that painted boner forever. Well, it, t- it obviously took an effort, as you said. It's it's six stories tall. Um, and what building is this, and what streets are we talking about? Oh, jeez. It's on North Broad, and I'm wondering if the building is abandoned or not. It, it looks like it is in yeah, this photo. Yeah, it, it really it's does. The, it's the dilapidated. Bury Building at 3701 uh, North Broad Street, I believe. Well, that's where they used to manufacture boners. Oh, so, yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. You know, the old boner factory. <laughs> <laughs> the old boner factory. Yeah, he's uh, 20 I, years. I retired. So it's been around for decades. You're saying decades. All right. I, I want. I'm trying to find out as far as this story is concerned when it actually surfaced. Casey showed me an article that he found, and, <laughs> and I just scanned it. And I guess it, it was brought up in Philly Mag years ago or something along. <laughs> well, that. the Inquirer had written like they, they wrote an art, like they actually did like an investigative piece about this. Well, here's a picture up in the studio of the building pre Boner Forever. No, Boner Forever is in there. Yeah, Where it's on see? there. Oh, yeah. I do see it. Okay, yeah. the, the light from the... Uh, the. So what's your ceiling. question? Why does it stay there? Uh, it's not really a question. It's more of like a... Dude, like... An observation. Well, a an celebration observ- of boners. All right, so the co-founder... The, the company bought the... Okay, so this... The the building was bought in 2012. Huh. Uh, oh, God damn it, man. I... Um, Okay, man, you're you're with friends. You with friends. I'm yeah. not like a big fan of pop up ads, <laughs> so I know so many people who are. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> well, case it looks like they might be tearing the building down. So there are plans oh. to um, to destroy the building, to knock it down, and uh, put up a new one. But so it's it, losing art- its boner. Well, in this article that I'm reading, uh, I guess the company that owns it or may be doing something is called Shift Capital, and they say the Bury Building, which is where the Boner Forever is, is written on the side. It says, uh, plans for the Bury Building, a.k.a. the Boner Forever Building <laughs> in North Philly. And then so they have a rendering of what's going to come next. So it is, I mean, it's a well-known thing in that part of uh, North Philly, which is north and broad right near Temple University Is it maybe going to be a hotel? It, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's called the Seaward so. Embassy Suites. <laughs> <laughs> and I also read that they, uh, in the, I scanned that article, Casey, that you were looking at, that said that <clears throat> the new owner said that they will somehow or another <laughs> on the property keep that no. tradition. Yeah, I mean, not like big not on the like side the of the building. Scene. It might be on like a little plaque somewhere, you know. Welcome to the Boners Forever Hotel. The, the suite. The Boner Suite. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll do that. One of the legends is that it's, um, it's meant for Philly to, quote unquote, stay hard forever. Uh, yeah, and then there's the and you don't press it in the hotel when you can you send up more pillows? No, just rub the one you have. Yeah. So the other lore behind it is that Boner is one person, and then I, I guess maybe Forever is another person, and they had a beef, and this was a way to squash their beef to paint it. But I've never seen Boner uh, or Boner Forever anywhere else in the city. 
I mean, there there are other like I mean, ta- we've talked about tags before, and I've I definitely have seen a lot of different tags. I'm like, okay, I know that tag, I know that tag. I've seen this one before. Yeah, we'd mentioned the one Curtis Mang, <laughs> which was on 202. Yeah, that bridge crossing 202 forever. Yeah. And they eventually painted over, right? I think they actually well they painted over it, but I think they actually replaced the bridge at one point too. Yeah. So that's, what was the that's story of, of Curtis Mang? Do you remember Nick? The story was, I don't know, but it, I just, was it simply the, the, a tagger's name? But yeah. I, I I, so, so when it got painted over, Preston, unless I'm, I'm remembering incorrectly, there was. Uh, uh, somebody came out and did a small tribute to Curtis Mang uh, on the same bridge in much smaller graffiti. Okay. So, because that was massive. Like, it really spanned the entire two. Well, in the world of tagging, this is one of the major achievements because it is, it's so large on the side of the building. That had to be a concerted, concentrated effort. You couldn't just do that. How could you do even, you couldn't do that in one night. I mean that's that's insanely huge. So I uh, there's a there's a uh, bridge that goes over uh, 476 that uh, connects Eagle Road to Cardinal O'Hara High School. Right? It was called called Cardinal O'Hara Drive. Yeah. And somebody painted. I went to OLPH, and OLPH is a uh, feeder school into O'Hara. And somebody painted right next to this on, on this bridge, uh, OLPH Drive. Right. Right. I. I don't know how they were able to do that because the the fence was that really really tiny mesh fence that you can't like climb over you can't like scale over. I found out who actually did that and dude they had people John Boner. No, it wasn't John Boner, but like so <laughs> these some of these taggers, some of these people like they really do take like I, I, massive massive risks and this guy basically was held over the fence by his friends by his feet. So that he could do spray paint OLPH forever. While while it is defacing, it is still an achievement. Like Boner Forever, I, I I don't know why I was unfamiliar with this case on the side of this building, but looking at it, it is it's a major achievement. Yeah, the do you walk think up that, all uh, those uh, stairs with all that equipment? It almost looks like they had to have scaffolding. <laughs> do you yes. think uh, graffiti is art? Uh, some graffiti is art. I think that 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 some graffiti artists are artists. Yes. Uh, but for the most part, it just looks like junk to me. Yeah. Uh, it it look and and I can't read. I, I there's no words on there's it. No I can't words read on it. it. I I literally we'll can't do it live. <laughs> Sometimes they're they're writing a phrase or a name. I can't decipher. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. What the hell it says, you know? So it doesn't really even make a statement to me. Now there there are some. Now like Banksy technically yeah. is a graffiti artist, yeah. but it's beautiful it's, yeah. it's really cool and in a city with such spectacular murals yeah i mean oh in our city yeah, yeah. concentrate oh. on stuff like that phenomenal well, all right so there is a documentary on banksy that i that i started to watch and they do talk about the the boom in graffiti and and like it was basically it was graffiti who who that got him like interested and started and all that. So, right. but there was a huge boom in graffiti in you know obviously New York City, and then that ported over to um, England and you know all over the areas. But and then there was that movie in uh, was it is it Beat Streets? There's a uh, movie yeah, about, yeah, about taggers, about yeah, taggers yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that. Uh, there is some graffiti that I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, I wish they wouldn't do it on the side of buildings and, you know, things along those uh, lines. But right. on, a, on a, an abandoned Bridges. building like this, was yeah. was the building abandoned? I assume it was when, the, when yeah. they did this, right? Yeah. There's no way it was an active building and they, had the, and, and they did this unchecked. Marissa found a story from uh, BillyPenn.com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what it is, but first I want to go to some callers. And it's, it's about the origin of these guys. But Mike has a, a comment. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, man? You guys rock. Thanks, man. Oh! All right, what's up, dude? What's up? No, no, I've seen that. I've seen them all over the city. Boner, and it's probably Bone, 
But they 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 uh they just add like the ER at the end for some reason. I don't know why. So do but you? It's, it's the same person. They write it all over. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's their tag. So yeah, he he like people will ha- literally they'll have like three guys up there and they'll hang them by their legs and they'll write it on the side of the building. It's, it's so pitted. Yeah. Like shit. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, thank you, man. So, so maybe it's the same bone. All right, you want me to give you the details on yes. this? It says, uh, Boner hails from uh, Brooklyn, per Livingston. I don't know who Livingston is. Somebody they're citing in this uh, in this article, and I didn't read the beginning of it. Um, and he came to Philly just to write. A few years back, Boner was uh, tearing it up, Livingston said. Who is Livingston here? Hang on a second. Ron Livingston from uh, Office Space? Nope. Uh, Livingston told me I, I need to find out who this this source is so that we can. Uh, let me see here. Like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know who Livingston is. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be quoting a guy yes. named All Livingston. Right. All right. Uh, he really made a name for himself, especially as a New York transplant, to be able to come to Philly and cover area in a way we respect. It was a significant thing. Graffiti artists often uh, come to Philly from around the world because the city's unique hand style. Uh, made famous by the late tag pioneer Karaz. Okay, so uh, it's a Culture Livingston, by the way, who was a former graffiti artist who went by uh, Densky okay. in the late 80s and 90s. All right, so anyhow, he goes, that's not the case with Boner because he writes in the traditional New York script hand, Livingston said. A less visible detail on the famed building supports the idea. There's a cute little bubble B with a swirly eye on the back side of the building pointing east. That B is Boner's signature tag, and it's everywhere around Philly. Meanwhile, Forever is a Philly graffiti artist from the Frankfurt area who has been tagging for a while. He used to write Kid and sometimes still does. Forever ta- Forever's tag is often spelled for, with the number four, E-V-E-R, or Forever, E-V-A. <clears throat> Gra- graffiti writers uh, commonly... Tag together or add the tag of writers whose work they admire. Um, and apparently, Livingston, this guy, produced a documentary on the history of Philly's uh, graffiti scene. Interesting. So and this it, this guy's this guy's um, achievement or what he's known for is covering lo- a lot of surface area. And it says here that in the graffiti world, it doesn't necessarily denote a friendship, he said, but more a mutual respect and admiration. Boner and Forever have cooled down recently. But their impact on the Philly street art stretches far beyond the North Broad landmark. The duo's impact has popped up on walls, bridges, and highway signs around the city. A more decorative collab once adorned the Divine Lorraine and Boner's B has been spotted next to Forever <laughs> on the Market Street Bridge at 30th Street Station. That's even uh, There's even been reports of the phrase appearing as far away as South Carolina. So okay. if I'm understanding this correctly, Boner did the original... did. Boner did the original word of Boner on the side of the building and I did forever so. do that in response, or is it one graffiti artist that did both words? I don't know. This is the world you live in, Preston. It's on uh, both sides of the building, too. So it's, is it? On yeah, one side yeah. of the building, it says Boner forever, and then on the other side of the building, it says forever Boner. And have you guys ever been to, and obviously you've heard of, what is it, Graffiti Pier? Yes. Uh I've seen it. Uh, are they are they going to do away with that? Marissa? They are okay. Yeah, that's the word, right? Because they're, they're part of the plan is to do these these parks mm-hmm. every half mile, right? Right, Marissa. Yeah, I don't know what the ultimate plan is. If they're going to take it all down, they're just going to clean it up down there, right? But uh, there's two artists that I see all over the city. I think one is, I think it's Ant Boy, or and something then like Stiffy. That. No, and then female <laughs> Joe Pesci. 
Female, Female Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. That's, That's my favorite. Why does that sound familiar? Female Joe Pesci is tagged all over the city. In fact, I saw one recently on <laughs> like the off ramp um, to like City Hall. It just says it right there across the. Well, I'm, I'm voting for female Joe Pesci. Now. I kind of like it. I can't find anything about her, so I don't know what her story is. Okay, all right. My uh, my kids' old art teacher will go and paint over tags. Okay, with like flowers uh, and stuff like yeah. So she's an artist and she lives in the city. And I do uh, I, listen. Yeah. in a lot of ways, as Preston says, it ends up looking like just gibberish, and it's not a lot, a lot of times. And there's 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 gang stuff in there too. Sometimes where they're. You know they're they're marking territory, but again, when you see something like a beautiful mirror or flowers or something that is a decorative nature, it makes it well, makes it nicer. Some of the tags are cool, but like other people think they're artists and they're just quite not. Right. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you if you paint over uh, a tag, that can be. Yeah, I guess that, so. That can be a, an offense. Are you throwing down? Uh, maybe. Marissa. Is female Joe Pesci going to show up at your house? Do you guys remember a few years ago uh, the We're mural? Funny art? like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> the mural arts actually um, got people in to like do sanctioned graffiti, and across um, yeah. seventy six, right across from Boathouse Road, they did this like a big orange spray paint. Wow! And it was just over it, but it was just like spray paint. Like the tags to me are more artistic yeah. than what they. Put um, in, but. So we have a picture of female Joe Pesci in the studio. Is that an actual picture of of the tag? It looks like stenciled art, and that, uh, I don't. It's got a heart over the eye. So apparently, female Joe Pesci, um, the artist, is actually a male. Uh, we just got a text, and and uh, so he um, he'll tag all over Philadelphia, but he his tag is female Joe Pesci, even though and it's used as a, a stencil. Uh, that one might be, but the one I saw the other day was. A tag with spray paint. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this definitely looks like some. Type it's of funny because you, as you go along, um, and as you drive around and in your daily travails, you'll see these things a lot, and then you sort of forget you're seeing them. And it, like, it took this, Casey, a forever yeah. boner. I was just completely. <laughs> I'm sure I passed it. I just, it's, it's been up there in huge for two decades. For, yeah. You know, twenty years. Um. How, how old? They, if the people are still alive, how old are they? Um, well, I mean, when you've got a like a question. family, you know. That's a good question. Forever Boner, what do you do on the weekends? Yeah, he's retired yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. That's Forever Boner, sir. <laughs> I'm just always curious about, you know, uh, abandoned buildings like that and just yeah. how do they stay that way for so long? And, and not, you know, I, I, I know it costs money to tear yeah. them down. Somebody's got to pay for all that. Yeah. But you figure with the premium price of real estate in the city. Yes. I mean, honestly, that something would stay inert like that for so long is it's just mind-boggling. Well, that's what part of this article was describing is that there's a, there are plans to move forward with uh, tearing the entire building down and putting up something new. Mm. Okay, abandoned building would be kind of a cool place to have like a clubhouse, you know? <laughs> like if you're going to have like a runaway club or something like that, why why not? Let's meet on the second floor of the Boner Forever Building. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You and the other. Uh... <laughs> Suburban fathers. It's like when you it's like when you pull into a small town in the front. You know, it says that the uh, Chamber of Commerce meets right. uh, Wednesday nights at the Boner Forever Building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Wednesday nights at seven. I tried to get into the Forever Boner. No, you came in on the wrong side. You came out of the Boner Forever side. What would you do in the club? Uh, well, the Runaway Club? No, no, no. In the in the club where you're hanging out in the abandoned building. Well, so I got to figure out what the club is. I mean, okay. at first I said the Runaway Club. And You're too I, old for that. I, no, well, I'm too old for that. I can't run away from my kids. Kids no. run away from their parents. It's not the other way around. I mean, it is. Ooh, uh, smell your own farts club? Smell, ooh, 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 ooh. You know? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Let me think about it. All right. All right. On the spot like Work that. on that. Sorry, man. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Uh, so, did we clear up the boner for everything? I think we did. I think we've gone uh, taken a deep dive in the boner forever. If you were to tag, what would your tag be? Zombie hurricane. Zombie hurricane. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there actually is one. There's oh. a hur- hurricane Paulette. <laughs> Has fizzled out and come back to life, and now they're calling it a zombie hurricane. I heard this. Oh wow, um, man! Yeah. Or actually, it's a tropical storm, a zombie tropical storm. So maybe, maybe zombie hurricane. Why is that on sci-fi? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You can do Sharknado. Why not zombie hurricane? So the um, right? this, this, yeah. this, oh my god, oh my god, absolutely, the hurricane blows over a cemetery. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever sound they make on The Walking Dead. <laughs> if Sharknado cats. could make as many movies as it did, Absolutely. Zombie Hurricane is not yes. out of the picture. Wow. The um, the surge down the shore last weekend was pretty nasty. I mean, even the... Yeah, they said it's going to last long, and it's because of uh, one specific storm, although I'm not sure well, which it was, one. Kathy, it was two storms. Uh, there was another thing and a full moon caught, uh, like even the Wildwood beach, which is huge. Right. It's covered. It's all water, it, it was, right? It was basically all water. I saw a video of that yesterday. That virtually never up, happens. All the way yeah. up to the boardwalk. That's mm-hmm. insane that it was that, that far. We, we, there's a lot of hurricane activity and storm activity in the, in the Atlantic and we're having a blue moon. Are we not? Yes. It's, uh, is it tonight? No, it's, uh, it's in Halloween. I, throw I was Halloween. outside last night. It's not a full moon yet. Um, so it, it's got to be later in the, the blue moon is just two full moons in one month. It's okay. not, nothing special. Oh, okay. Well, I had that in, I have a space cowboy thing set up later. Oh, nice. <laughs> space stuff. And that nice. Was, Wait, is that one of them? Did we develop that that's character? That's a character. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. If I have, if I have a collection of space stories and that's He's another. space cowboy. We space should, cowboy. uh, speaking of which, we should talk to Derek Pitts again because they have a new, um, Night Skies thing going on with the Franklin Institute, uh, next month. There's a, a whole confluence of space events that are happening. So it would be uh-huh. cool to maybe chat with him next week. All right, I'm going to circle back because uh, I have somebody on the line who was a roommate of female Joe Pesci. Huh. So we will go to Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Good morning, Preston and Steve. What's up? Hey, man. So you roomed with female Joe Pesci? <laughs> yep, out in New Jersey. Huh. All right. It's and- not a dude. It's a chick. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm so glad because it was it kind of ruined it for me when I thought it was a dude. So, All right. Wow. What uh, can you reveal? Now you're probably not going to say the person's first and last name, but what can you tell us about female Joe Pesci? She was uh, very exciting. She was uh, the most exciting roommate I had. She would uh, twerk in the hallway. She would uh, tag the back of our house, tag the street signs in her house. Every time we go to Philly, she would have break hands with her. She was crazy. And why? Why? Why the name female Joe Pesci? Uh, we're big fans of uh, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple. There you tag. go. That's all you need. Right, and what did she get out of tagging? What's that? What did she get out of tagging? Like, what was the thrill for her? Oh, she was just nuts. Yeah, so she a, a very free spirit. And so, did you ever? So, did you, did you see her do this stuff? And if so, what was the biggest tag she ever did? She would just use stencils mainly. Oh, uh, stencils. Like, Every time we'd go to the city, she would whip a stencil out of her purse and hit the side of a building. Pretty much everywhere we would go. She would do it in people's bathrooms at, like, house parties. Huh. I wonder if that gives them a sense of ownership or, like, the you know, in, in the 40s, there was the Kilroy was here, you know, right. like the wartime thing. And that was graffiti as well. It's the same sort of deal. I'll bet it does, Steve. It's like, you know, having your own billboard. It's like, right. look, there's me. That's you know it. what I mean? Yeah. So, so. I wonder if other graffiti artists kind of look down at stenciling. 
Like, well, that's kind of cheating. You know, you're, well, you're hang on. artist, you know. By the way, Pat, it. I have a text here that says, female Joe Pesci lives five blocks away from me. It's actually a male who tags all over Philly. Now, do you, blo- you buy that at all? I don't buy that. You think I it's have... maybe a copycat? It's a copycat for sure. It has to be. No, maybe he's, maybe that's male Lorraine Bracco, Preston. <laughs> hey, how, how long ago were you rooming with her? This was like four years ago when this all started. Marissa, Marissa, call us. Any idea how long these tags have been surfacing, Marissa? Do you have any idea? Um, I can't confirm that, but I know that the ones that I've seen are not stencils. They're not stencils. Huh. So maybe there's two of them out there? Does she sometimes do non-stencils? Yeah, she'll do freehand, too. Okay. At FDR State Park and all over. Do you stay in touch with her? No. Oh. <laughs> what, what happened? Um, She just bailed one day. Just picked up her stuff and she's like, "I'm out." And then we never talked to her ever again. And you got you got stuck with paying the rent. Uh, she actually paid on time. She oh, nice. Rent, but... Okay. And then male Caitlyn Jenner moved in. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys ever have sex? Oh no. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. He was saying she was twerking heard... in the halls. She was crazy. I thought maybe you know too much, too much yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, Preston. It seems like a like a like a wild child. Oh yeah. All right. All right oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Pat. Appreciate so there, it. There seems to be contention. I don't know if we cleared that up. There's apparently multiple I female Joe Pesci's. Yep. I used to have a friend who did some of this, um, and he got to a point where he was like, it was just part of uh, the lifestyle that he lived and the people he hung out with. And then I think as he got older, he was like, what am I doing? I don't really need to be doing this. I don't need to like get myself on the side of a highway almost killed to try to get my tag up there. So was was it more uh, a product of I'm here, I'm going to do it, or was there a lot of planning involved? Um, no, I mean, there were some, no, there were some planning. I mean, they yeah. would have to go out at like certain hours and right. go overnight, things like that. He wasn't like huge. Like I forget what his tag was, but I don't, you know, I don't even know if any of his is still up there, but it wasn't like those elaborate, the ones that you see all over the place. You wouldn't recognize it, but I think he just got to like an age rate where he was like, okay, I'm done with this. Steve, in case you had asked earlier what my tag would be, but if we were to do as a show collectively, a right. tag, I know what it's gotta be. What? Pud. Pud. Oh, yeah. pud. oh, that's perfect. Three letters. And simple. Real easy yeah. to do. Yep. Pud. If we could get pud up on, like, the Ben Franklin Bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. All right, hang on. Here's a texter that knows. There's the texter that was texting a moment ago saying it's a guy, uh, female hey. Joe Pesci. Hey, George. No, she's not a guy. She's a girl. Oh, God. Ah, so Wait a minute. Yeah. Are, are you the one who texted in that they live five blocks from you? No, no, no. That's oh. the newest. I texted earlier and said it's. It's a girl. Okay. She would come to my. She used to come to my burlesque shows when I hosted burlesque shows all around Philly. All right. All right. And what? What? Just if you can, what? What did she look like? Was she kind of uh, goth or? She's a she's a short brunette, like very short, and she has a, a piercing, like a Marilyn Monroe piercing. Okay, like the 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 mole on Marilyn Monroe's lip. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. But she's super cool. She was. I, that's like she when she came to my shows. I always like made time to go like, uh, go talk to her and say hi. Huh. And like invited her to our shows and stuff. I she's like the coolest person that I know that came to our burlesque show. We're the whiskey kittens, by the way. Okay, the whiskey kittens. All right, the whiskey. And, I think I want to meet uh, female Joe Pesci. Did everybody know she was female Joe Pesci? Uh, I don't think everyone knew she. I knew she was female Joe Pesci because I I follow her on Instagram, and uh, I like I wanted her to like make our shirts for us one time, but I. It, I forgot about it. Okay, <laughs> hey, George, hang on. I think yeah. we have her on the line. Okay. Oh yeah. And and let's. <laughs> I want you to legitimize this, okay? I left her a message on Instagram. Like, 
I was shivering when I heard her name on the radio. <laughs> uh, well, hang on. I'm, I'm going to connect you guys, too. Is this female Joe Pesci? Yeah, this is female Joe Pesci. You, I, I, heard her, I, I recognize her voice. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> female uh, Joe Pesci. You I, have the coolest name. Did you, yeah. female Joe Pesci, did you hear your former roommate call in just a little while ago? Yeah, and I know, I hope there's a lag on the radio because I want to say F that guy. But, uh, <laughs> really? Whoa. <laughs> Why, what? He seemed, he, seemed, he seemed to admire you. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> oh, so so it ended poorly. But he said he 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 described you at least. It sounded like you're a free spirit. It seemed like he honestly was... though, I did appreciate that he said I paid on time because I do have a wicked great credit score. So <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you have a dollar sign in the Pesci when you when you write your tag? Yeah, because I got a great credit score. Well, you're resp- you know, listen, you're responsible. I would expect no less from the female Joe Pesci. Right. Yeah. It's very so. And is it is it in fact true that that name was arrived at because you're a fan of the movie My Cousin Vinny? My cousin Vinny. That is that is not true. Actually. Okay. okay well, All right. And I don't stencil anymore. Stenciling is mad whack. But it's okay. mad whack. Okay. okay. It is mad start whack. somewhere. You know what I mean? Sure. I get you. So, uh, where where did the where did that name come from? So I was working at a pizza place, and they had a picture of Joe Pesci on the wall, and it was signed. And I can have a temper, and uh, the guys that I worked for were like, oh, man, you're the female Joe Pesci. And And you're short, too, right? Yeah, I'm like five foot tall, probably. And And when he said that, I had, like, Twitter at the time. So I had, like, Twitter, Instagram, and, like, everything else. And I just changed all my handles to that. And then it was just, <laughs> I just right. ran with I love it. it. All right. What, what was the first tag you remember doing? Uh, I probably used a stencil somewhere near, like, Spring Garden Street. All right. So you had to make the stencil and decide, I'm going to start doing this, right? Right, yeah. All are right. You, are you female Joe Pesci on Instagram? Is that your full title? Yeah, that's me. You already followed us on Instagram, so we, we just uh, put in a request to follow you back. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I don't know if you remember, but you guys had a singles mixer a couple years ago, and I actually was there. <laughs> oh, Which man. one? Where, where was it? I control with the singles mixer. Which one? Uh, I know who this is. Who is like it? Three years ago, maybe. I had like super short hair then. Where? Was it at Parks? We were at Har- Harris, I think it was. Oh, at Harris. Or, no, I don't know who this is. I okay. Thought, I thought, yeah. Oh, damn. I met female Joe Pesci and I don't know, didn't it. Even were know you, it. Were you in one of our contests? I was the girl. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> okay. I was in one of the contests. Also, my phone, my like phone got messed up. I dropped it in the pool and I came out, like came to the show the next day and I was like super hungover. Oh, oh this is when we did the sleepover. Yeah. Oh. It was in Atlantic City. Yes. Yeah. Okay, oh, I, I in Harris Chester. Okay. I think I remember you. No, no, no. Harris in Atlantic City. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we did the show the next morning. We did the show live yeah, from and the, like, yeah. Leaker played and everything. Yep, yep. Yeah, we had a live band. That's right. And the pool. <laughs> so were you Dude. hanging out in the pool the next day? Um, I wasn't in the pool. I was too hungover for all that. <laughs> <laughs> did you I tag think, anything? That I night? think I know who. You, I, I remember Joe, our our general manager, came out and. He's like, this one girl was crazy, man. <laughs> He's like, she's insane. She needs to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been female Joe Pesci. Wow. It damn well could have been. <laughs> Shout out to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How many tags do you think you've done around Philly? Uh, 
Marissa says she sees them all over the place. For legal reasons, for the photo. Police, like maybe one or two. So, uh, I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, do, what about your? So you're an artist as well, right? No. No. I just, like, just I, I don't know. I just like writing female Joe Pesci places. Okay, that's listen. That's what Sometimes you do. Sometimes it ain't as deep as you think right. it is. Right. It, it, it's yeah, like it's, it's really it really isn't that deep. I just I don't know. I like to go out. Okay. And, okay can't yeah. Say that, but. All right. Well, that's interesting. Did you realize you've started to make a name for yourself? A little bit, yeah. There's, like, a hashtag on Instagram, and it's funny because people that, like, I know people, somebody actually this morning messaged, well, I got a couple messages, but somebody was like, they're they're talking about you on the radio right now, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is going on? So, like, I ran and turned, I got you guys on app. I listen to you every single morning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I like threw it on, and I was like, "What is going on?" And then I heard Pat, and I immediately got pissed off. And, I was like, what the hell? and then, <laughs> did you move out because you were mad at Pat, and and uh, you? Dude, just screw that guy. Okay, wow. you don't even want to give him the time of day. Poor guy. But, uh... Happy, what is it? Wednesday, Thursday, what day? Yeah, is it? it's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's September. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so so, uh, well then then now we found, now we know who you are. We're, we're following you on Instagram and and uh, you know female Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you know hey, about yeah, the Forever okay. Boner? What do you think? <laughs> oh yeah, that dude's like legit. Like he he legit. That's somebody I consider that like legit legitimately does graffiti. Like okay. I'm not that good at it, but he's like. He does his thing. All hey, right. If you feel like it, throw a pud out there for us <laughs> for the Preston and Steve show. That's going to be our tag is pud. Yeah, female Joe Pesci loves pud. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, you know what? Next time I'm out, that's what I'm throwing up. Yes. Yeah. I hey, by it. the way, what's the most dangerous place that you've tagged? Because I've seen tags where I'm like, dude, I don't, uh, I don't know how they they got up there or over there. Um, I. Hopped over a barrier on 95 like a couple of weeks ago, and I did that. That was a little thrilling. All right, you don't hang from stuff. Yeah, though, or anything you're not like a lunatic. No. Okay. no. You're the female Joe Pesci. All right. Well, wow. Right. Keep your eyes peeled. All right. All right, we will. And we'll Joe look Pesci for loves pun. All right. Thank you, female Joe Pesci. And, and George, thank you for calling in, too. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to do part from the post office, but I, she was my favorite person that came out to our burlesque show. Favorite person that came out to the burlesque show. Well, then, then that's... that's oh, hell that... yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We'll let you guys go. And, and uh, wow, that was interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I get, Marissa had pointed out that she's all over the place, and people started to... Uh, Indicate that, uh, yeah, they've seen the the female Joe Pesci thing all over. And sure I can't enough, believe she came to a mixer. I know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, it, and that was a damn good mixer. That was too. so much. That fun. was awesome. Yeah, was that I can't control. wait to get back to stuff like that. Yeah. All right, boner forever. Lines open for you. Wow. So, uh, yeah, but but it's interesting because you'll you'll look at a, at a tag and go, hmm, wonder what kind of cryptic message that means. I wonder <laughs> the, what they're trying to get across, the point they're trying to make. I just like female Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci, was, uh, his picture's hanging up in our piece of list. <laughs> but I mean, the angry. fact that she just, yeah. she puts it up for no other reason than just do it. Yeah. But the, the, the whole thing, the it's just a great concept. Female Joe Pesci. All right. Hey, I want to mention them because we're uh, a little under two minutes away from going on Fox 29. 
Yes, we dragged it out that long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to take a second or two to promote the fact that we have $1,000 to give away tomorrow. Um, concerning a show that is on Fox 29 tonight. It is called I Can See Your Voice. And it's at 8 o'clock, or at least The Masked Singer is on at 8, is what it says here. And it's the premiere of I Can See Your Voice after that. So we've asked these questions the past couple of days. There are three questions total you'll have to answer. This is the third one I'm going to give you to watch tonight's show. And if you can answer who sings the song, what makes you beautiful? We need that answer tomorrow. With the answer to the other two questions we asked yesterday and the day before. We'll do it at some point during the program tomorrow. And if you can answer all three questions correctly, you win $1,000. Mm-hmm. It is that simple. And the show is hosted by Ken Jong. And it's only on Fox 29. It is a brand new show that asks the question, can you guess if someone can sing without hearing their voice? And I've seen a little clip. Uh, they've get, You know, they put them in different costumes and... Uh, maybe make them seem a little unassuming that they can't really sing or right. something, and then you're supposed to guess which one might have a good voice. I think that's how it goes. We don't know. We haven't seen it know. yet. It's brand new, uh, but it's a chance for you to win a grand, which is cool. So that'll be it uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we have another minute or so, so let me set up somebody. Uh, caller number 16, I have a $25 J.D. McGillicuddy's gift card I can give you. They're really good. 215-263-WMMR. And don't forget, uh, J.D. Gillicuddy's Maniac is uh, here. This is in conjunction with the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff program. Uh, It's for the whole 2020 NFL season. Uh, J.D. McGillicuddy's on Cotton Street in Maniac is open for business. And you can watch this fall's football games in a safe, socially distanced manner all season long at DJ McGillicuddy's in Maniac. And I'll give you details in a little while about how Marissa and Nick might end up dropping something off to you as a prize in conjunction. Music means we're going on Fox 29, so here we go. Hey, uh, President Steve, welcome. Um, I don't know if you guys read this in the Inky or not, something called Gerard Jams. It featured a, a man and a woman who spend their time in quarantine creating what they call a playlist by Philly for Philly. So what they do, they just listen out their window. They live over on Gerard Avenue, I think in Northern Liberties, and they would just listen to cars go by and what people were listening to in the cars, and they put a Spotify playlist together called Gerard Jam. So we wanted, that's a long way to get to this segment. <laughs> I get it, uh, though. Yeah. All right. Now, be honest. What songs do you listen to when you're by yourself driving around, maybe on a long trip? Preston, start hmm. with you. What songs do I listen to? That would be embarrassing to? for us to know. Oh, 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 oh that would be embarrassing. We, we play a whole game around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we play. Can I, do you think I can no, say no, it? No, no, you can't nah. say it on OT. The, it's yeah. a title. Uh-oh. It's it's essentially you, you take out your whatever you use as an MP3 player. Your, it's your personal collection or whatever. And then we randomly shuffle through songs. And we guess at how many songs you will go through before you hit an embarrassing song yeah. that comes oh. up uh, in your in your collection. It's not a specific playlist, but, you know, and, and we've had everything pop up from yeah. uh, Livin' La Vida Loca <laughs> right. to Rico Suave to... <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. Carpenters right, yeah. and, and stuff like Carpenters. that. Carpenters. Yeah, yes. Everybody's got a little bit Don't of something knock in there. Yeah. Steve and I love the Bee Gees, man. The Bee Gees. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and that's slightly embarrassing, I guess, but... What, what's the most embarrassing thing on your... Because you, you've had some really... We've all had some... You're really, really embarrassing. <laughs> I am really embarrassing. Uh, what was that song Fergie had? Uh, oh! Uh, what's that? 
Fergalicious, right? No, it wasn't Fergalicious. It was a ballad. It was, um, uh, oh, man. Shake Your Hips or whatever. Did she yeah. sing No, it was a ballad. No, it was a ballad. It was a love song. Oh, God. Um, uh, Big Girls Don't Cry? Yes, Big Girls Don't <laughs> oh, Cry. My wow. wow. Right here. Wow. That's a good one. I admit huh. it. Right here. Yep. I do a lot of uh, Peebo Bryson. <laughs> That's not bad. Ingram. Oh, Soulful. Yeah. Ingram. That's not embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. crying while trying to drive. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's embarrassing. So I. So for me, and these guys know it, <laughs> Glenn Campbell, Wichita lineman. Yes. Yeah. Steve loves I that. Uh, that'll make. For the county. <laughs> and I ride the main I'll tell you a song that will make me cry, and it's from a great R&B female singer, and it's from Jennifer Hudson, and Casey turned me on to it. It's their version of Golden Slumbers, yeah, or her from... version of Golden Slumbers mm-hmm. from the Beatles, and I will weep like a child while wow. I'm listening to that song. Well, it's so beautiful. funny about that is that comes from the soundtrack for Sing, which is a kid's movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, what, what I could else? do um, a little Bonnie Raitt. You oh, know, I can't make I you can't love make me if you, you won't. Me. Oh, oh, so Preston hates that song because his sister <laughs> broke up with somebody and never stopped playing it. Never right? stopped listening. I <laughs> love that song. <laughs> it's the most depressing I song in the world. Cry so much because I can't make you love yeah. me if you won't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't make your heart feel something it won't. Okay. Yes, <laughs> and then Bruce Hornsby's piano solo. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it kills me. Bye, kids. Bye. 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 See you later, Mike. And Alex, we appreciate it. (laughs) All right. uh, I'm glad they wrapped that up because we need to take a break desperately. It's 8 o'clock and we got to come back and get into the bizarre file. So we will do that in just a moment. Uh, Stay close. And uh, yeah, we have a secret text word. Yeah. By the way, so text word secret if you want to win a digital download of Full Metal Jacket. We'll be back in a little bit. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's do those Bizarre File stories. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, and it's brought to you today by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at armormetalsrecycling.com. Let's start with this. Queensland Health, that's in Australia, has been forced to issue an apology after a health hotline nurse gave bizarre advice to a distressed caller rather than immediately directing her to an emergency department. The health department is investigating the nurse who told the patient, who, by the way, had called regarding severe abdominal pain, to pleasure herself under the shower and rub oil in her anus. Huh. Righty? And does that work? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the woman had just undergone a serious operation and had called the hotline late at night as a last resort because of her level of pain. The hotline receives around 100 calls per day, though the number of calls has surged during the pandemic and is operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week, by a team of close to 170 registered nurses. Sounds like you need some finger blasting and ass oil. <laughs> uh, the oh my God. staff at the helpline have at least four years' experience as registered nurses and regularly complete training in critical thinking and clinical reasoning. 
The nurse in question, who's currently not working, is believed to have five years' experience. <laughs> Only doctors are allowed to diagnose patients who call the helpline, with staff given strict guidelines on how to respond to callers. <laughs> While the service is not an emergency service and doesn't replace medical con- consultation, it connects Queensland, re- Queensland residents to registered nurses who can assess patient symptoms and provide health information. So they're they're checking on that. Yeah, just to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, a Fergus woman. I don't know where Fergus is, but uh, she had been fined $25,000 after pleading guilty to importing bovine semen into Canada. So I guess Fergus is in Canada. Yeah. Uh, the woman was handed the fine on August 26th. She imported the bovine semen without a permit. Here, try this milkshake. Uh, February 25th <laughs> and February 24th, 2017 to 2018. For what purposes? We assume for its actual legitimate use, right? Yeah. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency said that it executed warrants in Ontario and Alberta on May 10th that resulted in a large seizure of unlawfully imported bovine semen. My, something's wrong with this Cool Whip. Uh, the rest of the seized semen... Uh, a total of about 1,553 straws uh, were forfeited to the Ministry Wait. of Agriculture for disposal. Bull semen comes with straws? It's in a straw. But oh, yeah. okay. So here. <laughs> hey, sorry, you forgot my straw. <laughs> Can we have two? So you know those old those old shots of the 50s at the old mold shop with the mm-hmm. two guy and girl over a big glass of bull semen? All right. In Colorado, if you see fish falling from the sky... It's the Colorado Parks and Wildlife pilots stocking mountain lakes with thousands of trout by dropping them from an airplane. That's how they do it. Now, and they don't uh, suffer any damage in that process? No, they don't. About 380,000 trout have been stocked by airplane into 330 lakes in Boulder, Grand, Jackson, and Larimer counties. Yeah. Uh, It's efficient, the fish, fish culturalist Doug Sebring said. Uh, we can get a large quantity of fish into a high mountain lake that are basically only accessible by foot or horseback. Uh, the pilots fly one and a quarter inch trout to the destination lake, and they just float on down once deployed from the airplane about 100 to 150 feet above the lake. That is wild. He said they're so small and they don't have a lot of mass to them, so their acceleration rate is pretty low. Do they do the same uh, process with repopulating the bison herds? I think they do it the same way, Steve, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the trout are bred at the hatchery and transported for stocking while they're very small. It takes about two years for the fish to become at least 10 inches long, which is the legal size for you to catch them it's in like Colorado. It's like tornado frogs, Preston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they turn in. <laughs> They start off as tadpoles in the uh, in the clouds. Yep, and then they, they come grow. down and who was that? Turn, that was it Casey, was not me. Yes, I don't it know was. who you're talking about. <laughs> An electronics engineer in Berlin who goes by the Twitter handle Spacebuck created a butt plug that can be controlled by his Twitter followers. Listen, cool. uh, once you've met uh, female Joe Pesci, uh, yeah, this, this, this is this is brilliant. Spacebuck created a Wi-Fi enabled battery called the Double O uh-huh. that allows anything that takes double A batteries to be controlled by the internet. He decided to test it out in real time on Twitter by linking it with his feed. Every time someone liked his tweet, the butt plug vibrated for ten seconds, wow. and every time someone shared it. It vibrated for 30 seconds. Oh. Jesus. I love this. Up my butt. Uh, Nick, did you find Spacebuck? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's Hey Space Buck on Twitter. Okay, and uh, so like is, something is the butt plug on there? Uh, yeah, I'm looking for the butt plug, but um, he talks all about it, and uh, he also <laughs> he also owns a flashlight. So oh, okay. really? Yeah, just cool. like you? Yeah, no, oh, no, no, he's a co-owner. Come on, uh, yeah, no, I decline that offer. <laughs> he's an investor. Space Buck's butt plug is uh, there's a name for a man. Space Buck's butt plug. <laughs> Is about more than uh, just getting off. He said, I'm interested in exploring the paradoxical combination of intimacy and distance. No, uh, no, it's about getting off. This is an extremely intimate project, one that involves me telling people about my personal butt activities, he said, and adding that this project allows him to be publicly open about his sexual proclivities hmm. and social in uh, and social in how he pursues satisfaction, but he also gets to have safety... Of using an anonymous persona. Well, uh, we've been looking for something to put on the store after the shower yeah. yes. beer can holder. The Twitter-triggered butt plug. Yeah. <laughs> the Preston and Steve Twitter-triggered butt plug. I like That'd that. be awesome. All right, and there you go. That's what I have <laughs> in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, I also have another $25 J.D. McGillicuddy's gift card that I can give to caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. Their food is so good. Uh, it's part of this year's Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff, and you can win incredible prizes for your football home gate, uh, which will be delivered safely to your home by a member of the President Steve Show. And it's uh, Marissa and Nick that are doing it. You can visit the contest page, WMMR.com, to enter to win today. What did you find, Nick? Well, uh, so Spacebuck, hey Spacebuck, um, is very uh, proud of himself. He said that he made up to four internet news sites. And he, then he says, my mom is going to be so proud. Uh, <laughs> but he has a, a photo of this butt plug, and it, he's also like an inventor, so he invents all well, these electronic... Well, the battery. Um, yeah, I think. Is it? Okay, maybe is it the goes... battery the, the invention? It, well, he's an electronic uh, inventor, yeah. Steve, so he has all of these uh, sort of cool devices, but this one, he's... This one's a butt plug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we could, I guess we could tweet at him, you know. Uh, give, him a, give him a thrill. Hey, Space Buck. And yeah, see if he responds. Remember the old days when you have to just put your pager in your ass? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no the good old days. All right. I gotta uh, get this. All right. With that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. And uh, don't forget, we have a secret text word. A chance to win a digital download of Full Metal Jackets. So text the word uh, secret two three nine three three three. It's available now in 4K Ultra HD and digital. We will be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As I alluded to earlier, I have some stories that are all about the uh, the great beyond space. No, the great beyond is death, right? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. yeah. No, no, no. We'll go okay. with it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yes. the great beyond. About space. The great beyond. The space cowboy. Let me put my helmet on. <laughs> And we'll start with this because Steve had mentioned the blue moon. And, uh, yes, Halloween is when we will see what's called a, uh, it's a rare occurrence. It's called the blue moon. It's it's fairly rare. It'll occur on Halloween proper. And, yes, and Nick was stating that it is, uh, it's it's not 
No, it doesn't look blue. blue. It's no. nothing it's special. No, it's nothing Aww. special about how it appears in the sky, but it is the second full moon to appear in the same month. So within the calendar month, that's why they say once in a, in a blue moon. Uh. It only happens oh. every now and then. The first appears on October 1st. The phenomenon takes place seven times every 19 years. So the next time there'll be a blue moon on Halloween will be the year 2039. But that means a, a full moon on Halloween, which is pretty cool. That's it's cool. amazing, mm-hmm. especially since Halloween is on a Saturday. Hopefully we'll have clear skies, though, because it sucks. Clear skies. Yeah. See it. Yep. I love the moon during the day. And the moon loves you. And the moon loves me. I just love it during the day because you can, when, when the sun hits it just right, you can really see the 3D nature of it. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But here's a question for you, because... On those, uh, and, and it's usually in the morning when the moon is low on the horizon and it looks huge. Yeah. It just appears that way because it's closer to the horizon. It's actually, right. it's not, we've heard it's the curvature of the of the atmosphere that caused it to appear a little bit bigger, but they've Except- proven that it's actually the same size. But you're just seeing it with context next to the horizon and it looks bigger. So you're saying yes. at that time of the day your eyes get bigger. Your eyes yeah, get yeah, larger, yeah, yeah, they yeah. grow and a little bit. But neat. here's a question. Does it ever appear that way in the daytime? That big? Oh. I can't recall that I've ever seen it low on the horizon in the daytime huh. and gone, wow, that looks huge. Huh. Uh, I don't I know. just now thought of that, so yeah. I, I don't know. Dude, the biggest I ever saw it, I was driving my son to a, a basketball game in Westchester, and I could, I mean, it just, it almost didn't look real. It was right. that big. But it and was at night? It was at night. Yeah. It was early in the night, right? Oh. So it was probably like oh. 7 o'clock, you know, oh. at night. Uh, you know, in the winter time, and but what was wild is, you know, I would see it right. huge behind these trees, and then you know, like I would come at it from a different angle, and it would still be just as low, but it wasn't as uh, obscured by trees, and it appeared smaller. It was just, it's, it's mind boggling. It's what, really, really cool. It's, I don't care how many times. So uh, I have, uh, uh, I have two telescopes. Nick has, you know, uh, one, and uh, the other, the other night, uh, I, I took it out and. The, Still looking at the moon through a telescope oh, is amazing. so amazing. I agree. Yeah, it's never... just unbelievable. Even a low, even binoculars. Yes, mm. agreed. Binoculars yeah. can can be just just as take a look, and it just says it reminds you how amazing it is. And now October's first full moon, which I said is going to be on the first, is also known as the harvest moon. And I always associate the term harvest moon with that kind of yellowish. Orangey looking because the moon like hepatitis in in the fall it seems to take on that hue more often in my own I think it does or maybe I just associate those colors with this time of year and I notice it more often I'm right. not really sure uh, but it is beautiful when you see well, one of those we had didn't we have a uh, what are the other colors there was a, a sort of a uh, a reddish a super blood wolf super moon blood wolf moon yep yeah, yeah. and a pink moon there was yeah. a, a pink one as well. By the way, have the fires, we've noticed, you know, the sunsets and sunrises have been something else. They have. Uh, but has the moon, I haven't seen photos of the moon taking on a different hue because of the Nor have I, but I, I drove uh, to North PA, North Central PA this past weekend, and on Friday afternoon, uh, I'm sure you guys noticed <clears> this as well, it seemed like all of that haze went away. And this high pressure that we've had over the last few days. It does clear it out. It, it really spectacularly it clear skies. Yeah, now the, the bluebird fi- skies, and it was great. The moon fires have obviously made things a little yeah. sure yeah and the space grill is running moon around moon fire i thought of a moon shadow was uh-huh. that being followed by a moon fire moon fire moon fire ah 
And if a gorilla should run my way. <laughs> Was that Cat Stevens? Yes. Okay. There's a full beaver moon. <laughs> Show it. Yeah, Let's see. Let's see, 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 see the full beaver. <laughs> I'm trying to see. What, let me see what it is. Is that the front butt? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Full beaver moon. Oh, it's in November. Steve, I th- I finally... Okay, this is completely non-related, but you said beaver. Yeah. Okay. Ah. I'm watching the boys last night. I watched the last few minutes right. of it. Uh, th- there's a sex scene. That oh, takes place. yes, yes. Did I see beaver in that? Did I, I see... I think you see beaver. Bush? Yeah. I think super you see uh, super... Yeah. Uh, super stormfront bush. I, I, I went back a couple times. I'm like... It looked that that's way. That's fur. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Super fur. Just check him. Yeah. Okay. Nice beaver. Make sure I wasn't the only one. Saw it. So what's a it beaver? It could be moon? American. Kathy, what's a beaver moon? It's a full moon in November, and it's named after beavers who build their winter dams at this time of year. It can okay. also be called the frost moon or the morning moon. Um, okay. It says here uh, a number of Native Americans and colonial Americans. It was called that traditionally. Some Native American groups use the monthly moons and nature's corresponding signs as a calendar to track the seasons. I guess so the phrase many moons or you yeah. hear okay yeah. I don't know if that's just a hollywood constructor Well Indians. I think the the word month is also related to moon. I think the etymology of both of those is uh, the same. Okay. Yes, it's moon. Uh yeah. <laughs> moon Where'd you go where'd you guys go last moon? <laughs> uh in the year 2020 there will be a total of 13 full moons. That's cool. Which is also remarkable as most only have 12. In 2020. Will we make it? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, we are in 2020. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, all right, that's one thing. That is um, cool. I have another moon story. I have another moon story. Uh, NASA is currently on the lookout for companies who are up for traveling to space and mining the moon. Uh, the space agency wants to take steps towards building a marketplace where items from space can be sold and bought like other products. Interesting. NASA says that it would buy the samples that companies bring back from the moon. They'd be paid between $15,000 to $25,000 for amounts between fifty to 500 grams. Okay, do you think um, Beasley would be into that? <laughs> I think uh, so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the plan- up e-gaming on the moon. The plans are... <laughs> Are all part of NASA's Artemis program? Yeah, that uh, that stands for Gorilla, uh, which aims to send U.S. astronauts, including the first woman, to the moon by 2024. This is gonna. This is cool. Wow. I love all this stuff. I, I think you need to dream this way. I think you need to do this sort of stuff. The amount of innovation that comes out of these things, right, Steve? I would love so much to see a, a moon mission come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, in in my time, I would love to be able to follow along and see that stuff because specifically the technology now to bring us the images and and all of that I from mean, there, could, like, would be incredible. Like science fiction shows we've gone, you, you'd be able to have the the clarity of the imagery. Yeah. I mean, you'd be able to see every little fur on that gorilla's back. Yep, yep. Uh, the agency says. That it wants to place humans back on the moon in a sustainable way instead of astronauts being sent there for quick trips. That's awesome. And this would include making use of resources that are already on the moon, including the dirt on its surface, which NASA thinks could be used for construction and water ice, it says. They do have, they found water in the the craters on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Now, interesting, you know, there's, 
we think we know a lot about the moon, but there's still obviously a lot more to learn about yeah. it. But, I mean, Preston, a space station, a lunar base on the moon. With Could water you, ice. With water ice. Oh, for Christ's sake, yeah. And lemonade. Yeah. To be the be best. Cool, go to the moon. Uh, but yes, they 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 can they use the dirt for construction and water ice, which is believed to be the moon's south pole in the south pole to be used as drinking water or uh, some sort of rocket fuel. Uh, NASA's goal is that companies who take up the challenge would be able to retrieve the moon's samples and transfer of ownership to the agency before 2024. I wonder if the moon contains anything, uh, uh, you know, what we would consider precious. Minerals or precious, uh, for example, are, yeah. are there lunar diamonds, uh, coal? It, it does does the moon create the components that you would need for a diamond or a lunar diamond or things of that nature? I Maybe. think it's mostly a dead rock. I, I don't think that there's much of that, Steve. Um, and the only reason I'm saying that is I'm, I'm reading... But they have gorillas, Nick. But they do have gorillas, yeah. but the, they are <laughs> self-sustaining. But um, I'm reading Neil deGrasse Tyson's latest yeah. book, and, and he talks about the, difference, the differences between colonizing the moon versus right. colonizing Mars. And one of the advantages of colonizing on Mars is that there are minerals. There and, are and, things and, like right, that. And, and yeah. water and things along those lines. I rewatched a a wonderful series it was when the pandemic first started and we were all looking for something to binge watch. It's called From the Earth to the Moon. Tom That's Hanks great. was the director and executive producer on it. Or he directed a couple of the episodes. But anyhow, um, my favorite episode was when they trained the astronauts to be geologists because yeah. they hadn't really prepared them for that. It was essentially just get there first. Yeah. And then once the, the, the mission started getting there, they're like, okay, now that we're there, we need to... We need to find out about this place. We need to find out more about it. And they started uh, putting more effort into geological studies. And so, Steve, they went into very, very deep detail on what they were looking for right. and trying to find out as far as the makeup of the moon. And they had a pretty good idea. I'm, and they had already tested things. They had, they had already, there are a lot of things that took place that you don't that you're probably not aware of like crashing things into the moon and the, the, the debris and so forth and getting re- seismic readings and stuff right. like that. They did all kinds of testing before they even sent people there. Um, and one of the things they did was was do a pretty thorough look at the geological makeup of the moon. Uh, I don't know everything that they found out, but I don't think they came back with anything that was really precious of sorts. But, I mean, moon rocks themselves are, are precious, unbelievably expensive. Yeah, yeah. So And uh, they're all accounted for. So, uh, But, yeah, they want to send... Miners up essentially, like fifteen, fourteen-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Start them young uh, and get this started. The agency hopes that uh, the move will help prepare their teams uh, for missions wow. further afield. So it's in a bizarre way. It's sort of like uh, you're like Armageddon. You have your that's uh, what uh, I thought. Yeah, of. yeah you're <laughs> yeah, drilling yeah. and mining and all of that stuff. What a horrible movie! It is no. Oh, okay, it's pretty. <laughs> but I that's okay. It. You yeah. like it? Yeah. yeah. I just found it. I like Deep cute. Impact more. Um, all right, uh, I have only one more space story. The Space Cowboy. A piece of unknown space debris passed within several kilometers of the International Space Station on Tuesday night, NASA said. Engineers predicted the mystery hunk of space junk would zip by the space station at about 6.21 p.m. Eastern Time at a distance of just 1.39 kilometers or less uh, than nine-tenths of a mile away. So that's extremely close for objects moving at about 17,500 miles per hour or more than ten times faster than a speeding bullet. So the space station is sitting just at the edge of 
How far, how far up is the space station? It's like 120 miles. And the only reason I know that is that uh, my son asked me over the weekend. Yeah. We were looking for it in, in the night skies. So, um, and I think there's about 2,000 satellites orbiting the Earth oh, right now. There, in fact, if you ever look at the uh, at the map of the active satellites, it, lo- it looks like a junkyard yeah. orbiting the, uh, the planet. But uh, I, I wonder, I mean... That's incredibly close. Uh, Though a miss was forecast, NASA acted out of an abundance of caution to avoid a collision with the football uh, football field-sized facility by conducting an avoidance maneuver. Uh, During the operation, the three Expedition 63 crew members who live aboard the station, astronaut Chris Cassidy and cosmonauts, uh, Antolgi Ivanishin and Ivan Wagner, uh, sealed themselves inside a Soyuz uh, spaceship attached to the ISS. In the unlikely event that debris actually struck the station, this would have improved their chances to escape. So they take these maneuvers. Just for the hell of it. Uh, then Mission Control fired the thrusters of a Russian cargo spaceship for 150 seconds to boost the larger orbiting laboratory complex that it was attached to out of harm's way. Okay. How, how big is the space station? Football f- football field size, I said. Okay. So. All right. So that's how long it is. Right. What, like, thickness-wise, is it? Thick fitness? enough to get the job done. Yeah. I, you know, like. Width? I, I width, think, Casey, yeah. it's a football field. Yeah. I mean, nope. not just the length. No kidding. Okay. As well. So pretty damn uh, maybe even more so. We we have a we have a scale uh, model of it at home. Uh it's a Lego. Yeah, yeah. Uh but the, I'll I'll send you a video that okay. I have that is a detailed look at every component Here you go. about the space of the space station and what how they pieced it together over the years and what each one is. Each one of those is very specific and each one is owned by a different country. Yes. Uh which is kind of interesting. Thirty five thousand square feet. Uh, 112 feet by 39 feet. Uh, those are the solar panels. Yeah. And, uh, it has 460 square feet of solar panels, but the ISS almost 35,000 square feet altogether. Okay. So interesting. Uh, now, by the way, uh, mission control, like I said, they fired the, the rockets and it got it out of harm's way. Such drastic maneuvers are standard protocol. If there's a greater than one in 10,000 chance of collision shortly after the crew members, left their Soyuz safe haven, uh, and apparently space junk has been a problem for the ISS for years. The station has executed at least 29 avoidance maneuvers since 1999. It's like in gravity when you have that uh, mm-hmm. that sequence where everything sort of gets thrown out of whack and that debris is, is orbiting the Earth. It's, yeah. it's a terrifying thing. Uh, though near misses are becoming more common, uh, the space station has maneuvered three times this year to avoid debris. In the last two weeks, there have been three high-concern potential conjunctions. Uh, even space... Uh, they had to perform a conjunction function. Uh, even small pieces of junk are a major threat. A hit by a 10-centimeter sphere of aluminum would be akin to detonating 15 pounds of TNT. Oh, man. That's the amount of power it has. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, incredible. you got to watch that stuff. In fact, there has been... Uh, I know NASA has had in the works a plan to sort of... Uh, basically, clean up the, um, the the orbit of these satellites to to get rid of and reduce the amount of orbit 
or at least the, the ones that aren't in use or, or less yeah. necessary. So there are 2,666 satellites orbiting the Earth right now. Uh, the International Space Station is 254 miles up. And I saw this uh, piece on CBS Sunday Morning not that long ago about night skies and, and light pollution. And Elon Musk has this really ambitious plan to launch a whole bunch of satellites into low orbit atmosphere uh, in order to provide free Internet to the entire world. It's an, yeah. a really interesting, innovative program. However, that number of satellites is going to block our view of space. And so there are these repercussions of putting more and more space junk up in right. the atmosphere. Wow. Uh, well, even small pieces, as I said, are, are a threat. And in Earth's orbit right now, millions of pieces of space junk are flying around at similar speeds, including... More than 650,000 objects that are softball to fingernail-sized. Fingernails. And that number is only expected to increase as the U.S. and other nations enter a new era of commercial space travel and satellite use. Thousands of satellites humans have put into orbit. Uh, uh, nearly 10,000 satellites humans have put into orbit since the 1950s. About 70% of them are destroyed, disabled, or dead and sometimes a dead satellite can collide with another dead satellite or a functional one generating enormous new clouds of debris. And 30% are tagged by female Joe Pesci. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting around. She gets around, man. Additionally, the U.S., Russia, and India in recent years have tested anti-satellite weapons that launch a kill vehicle, essentially a large bullet on a large missile to obliterate in-orbit spacecraft, spreading countless pieces of debris in the process. This is something you've been talking about, Kathy. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm doing later. <laughs> it's not shopping. If enough debris is made, the expanding chaos could trigger what's called the Kessler syndrome. Yeah. In which so much junk is flying around the planet that launching almost anything into space would be too risky. Can't do that. Can't do Can't that. Can't do that, Can't man. Do so you got to do the Dyson system, which is uh, vacuuming up all that Well, crap. that's what I'm going to say. I'll bet you they come up with some type of way to start cleaning and, you know, Steve, do you remember there was a, uh, a show called Salvage One? I do remember that with, <laughs> with Andy, Andy Griffith. Griffith. Yeah, it was where they would go up and salvage all the stuff on the get space junk yeah. left over on the moon. Space junk. Can we use the space balls method of the giant vacuum cleaner? Yes, Mega yeah. Maid. Mega yeah. Maid. Mm-hmm. She went from suck to blow <laughs> at one point. Hang on. All right, going back a second uh, to moon uh, particles. I have a geologist. Ooh, Tom is on the line. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Tom. So you're a geologist? That's correct. Um, During our undergraduate studies uh, in our early classwork, we actually are offered the opportunity to study the lunar rocks that came back from the Apollo missions as part of our historical segments. And what did you find? (laughs) Well, at that time, it was almost unintelligible, but looking back on it, a lot of, a lot of, the current theories make a lot of sense based on what we got to see in the samples. All right. Is there, do you think there's a possibility of anything that would be valuable or, and, 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 you know, as far as gems or anything of that nature? It probably seems unlikely, right? Anything that would be incredibly useful for uh, application on Earth? Mostly industrial processes. Okay. Um, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, you know, gem value type materials. Mostly because a lot of the a lot of the circumstances of the formation of the minerals, um, and there's a lot of, of what we call shock value due to impacts on the surface. A right. lot of the minerals are actually chemically changed because of the impacts on the surface. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. All right. All right. All right, Tom. Thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Have All a right. great day, guys. You too. Bye bye. 
Geologist. Right. Let me go back. Joe's been on hold for a while. Wants to explain why the moon looks larger on the horizon versus up in the sky. Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you, Preston? Good, man. What's your uh, What do you want to share with us here? The uh, phenomenon is called refraction. What happens is if you're standing on the Earth and you're looking straight up at the moon, you're only looking through so many linear miles of atmosphere. However, if you're looking at the horizon, you're looking across how many linear miles it takes from your position to the horizon and then the additional linear miles of atmosphere at that point. Yeah. So what that does is the atmosphere acts as a big magnifying glass. I have heard that, that that has been disproven. So that that it's actually if you take a if you take something, if you look at the moon up in the sky and you take a shape and you hold it a certain distance from your eye and you match the size of that shape, when it is on the horizon, it will look the exact same way. And it's only your perspective because the moon is closer to objects on the ground uh, ver- per your your uh, perspective Do you think that, that it appears larger. But I've, I've, I've heard both of these theories. So. Which one do you yeah, where I learned it from is I uh, navigated ships in the Navy for 18 years of my life. Yep. And that's part of what they call navigational astronomy. And you can find it referenced in uh, Bowditch's Common Practical Navigator or Dutton's, either one of those. Right. Well, he's throwing a lot of big names at me. He so does. But right. then again, uh, you were in the image. I was yeah. in the image. Yeah. And our image was refracted. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Hey, Preston, one more quick thing. Yeah. Last week, you guys were talking about the Earth elevator. You know, the Earth yeah. yes. elevator and how it was held into place. Yes. Centrifugal force. Think of a bucket on the end of a string. Okay. What you would probably have to do is build the thing in space in an orbit, but then build the cable from the station down. Okay. So that you didn't have pieces. You weren't trying to keep. Uh, that makes sense. You build the, the structure in space, and then you're, you're relying on the centrifugal force of the planet to keep it locked in place. That is correct. What happens is they build that cable down to the Earth, and the advantage is. They want to keep it at that certain geosynchronous orbit. Geosyncratic orbit, yeah. yeah. Okay. Geo stuff. All right. Excellent. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, man. It's a smart man. That's why they built the uh, the Enterprise, United, uh, the USS Enterprise in space. They built that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, except in the movie, they built it on Earth and then sent it up. They did? But in the TV show, they built it in space. Okay, that makes more sense. It makes more sense. Stuff's yeah. lighter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anyhow, I think that's all I have uh, as we head out, as, as we return to Earth. The Space yes. Cowboy is coming in for a landing. It's fascinating stuff. I think we might have our friend uh, in the very near future, our friend uh, Derek Pitts from the uh, Franklin Institute on in the near future. Some stuff coming up, right, Nick? Yeah, they have a really cool Nice Guys program and uh, really just a bunch of stuff that we sort of touched on and, and more, but uh, Derek is great, and the Nice Guys program at the Franklin Institute is well worth checking into. He is brilliant, and he, like Neil, Grass, Neil deGrasse Tyson, is able to essentially, like we say, dumb it down. Yes, and it has to be dumbed down for us. It like, does. M- moroned down. Kathy, you weren't shopping. What were you doing? I... <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't believe how many haunted attractions are canceled uh, oh. this season. No. And that's where you're looking at all the cancellations? Yeah. I yeah. was not. I thought there would be. I mean, there are some. Not all of them are canceled. But um, I was surprised at how many are canceled. We do have it on good authority that some of the. There are some that are going to be open. Uh, we were talking about uh, 
cream of the screen date. So there, that seems to be still in the works, Kathy, but we'll follow through on that. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people are asking about your chicks. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. come back in a second, okay. and we'll get the update Chick on update. Kathy's chicks. Uh, we will return in a moment. This is your chick update. <laughs> Don't forget, we have a secret text for a chance for you to win a digital download, a full metal jacket, and acclaimed by critics is the best war movie ever made. You can watch Stanley Kubrick's 1987 epic film in the highest definition possible, 4K Ultra HD, also available on digital now. Text the word SECRET to 39333. We'll send a word back to you. We'll see if you win in a little bit. Stay put. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Tonight on Fox 29, uh, the new show, I Can See Your Voice, is on. It's uh, The fun starts at 8 uh, with the return of the Masked Singer, followed by the premiere of I Can See Your Voice. And tomorrow morning, we're going to ask three questions about tonight's show. And I've already revealed what the questions, first two questions are. I'm going to reveal what the third question is. And by the way, if you just watch the show and you remember everything, you still might have a shot to win this That's tomorrow. exactly right. All right, so here's the third question. Who sings the song, What Makes You Beautiful? So we'll ask Ant for the answer to that tomorrow, as well as two other questions we've, we rolled out in the last couple of days. And the person who is the proper caller gives us the correct answers, wins $1,000. Sweet. I don't know what time we're going to do that tomorrow morning. Uh, I have no idea. But we'll do it at some point during the show. Uh, so make sure you watch that tonight. Just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Okay, chick update. Yeah. You ready for that? <laughs> yes. Kathy that. Romano's <laughs> chick update. Uh, for those who don't know, she had been raising chickens. Uh, and you got these, what was the name of the farm again? Uh, so Quiver Farm out in Pensburg, Pennsylvania, uh, which is a little bit past you, Preston. Uh, they do this program. It's called Hatching at Home. You can go, you pick up a dozen eggs, uh, and you put them in an incubator at your own home, uh, and you kind of assist in uh, the process before they hatch. And They then, provide you everything, correct? Uh, everything that yeah. you will need. Yep. Yeah. Every, I mean, I didn't have to go pick up anything. I just had to go pick them up at the farm. And, yeah, so we had, I, I don't, I can't remember the last on-air update we did. I think it was before they hatched, right? You had you had one. I think you had a uh, uh, one had chipped a hole out of the shell. Yeah, there, yeah, there so were, what were the, the holes called? A pit hole. Pit holes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in the very beginning, they um, pit just... Pit holes is pit holes. They yeah. just... <laughs> Pipples is pipples. <laughs> they peck their, their beak out, just one little pip hole, and then uh, it allows their lungs to get used to the outside air. And they can sit like that for a few hours. So I saw that uh, in the morning. And this was Monday morning I saw that. And so uh, by the time I got home Monday afternoon, three had hatched. And then throughout the rest of the day, I watched the rest of them hatch. There were two that went overnight Monday into Tuesday. And unfortunately, Timmy did not make it. Oh. Timmy didn't make it. Well, you know what? Pipples is pipples. Pipples is pipples. Was was Timmy? Oh, we see Timmy's egg. I know poor Timmy. Was Timmy? Do we know if Timmy was formed or? So 
Timmy, when we when I moved them, did from, you hear screaming? When I, no, when I moved them from the carton uh, into the incubator when we got home, I noticed that Timmy had a little crack on the back yeah. of him. So I think he came that way, and they said obviously that like even though it was super tiny, okay, that uh, so he he wouldn't have formed right, pr- probably right. not. Yeah. So um, yeah, so so he's still well, we in there. Timmy. They said give him until Wednesday, so he's still I, in the incubator. Right. But today would be the day that I'll I think turn Gene it off. Simmons is doing his eulogy. Yeah, uh, Timmy. So they, they lay him to rest. He's, he's experienced. I, I really can't even talk at this time. <laughs> he's all broken up. Yeah. yeah. I, just, uh, I thought it was a stronger man than that, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have witnessed the miracle of life here. Uh, absolutely. As he's, uh, oh, it's unbelievable. Majestic. All animals. of these majestic animals been running born. around in their little incubator thing. Mm-hmm. Kathy's a, she's just a wonderful person. Yeah. Well, listen, it she was. She raised these from just a. I mean, you've been dealing with this for the better part of, what, seven days? Yeah, a week. <laughs> but listen, it was amazing. The sweat, the toil, the turning. It was amazing. The pip holes. After they, <laughs> after they made their pip hole, they then um, pecked through the shell in a circle at the top of the egg, and then they pushed their shoulders and their head out, and they used their, their feet on the bottom of the egg to get the rest of their body out. And it was, it was so amazing to watch. I pulled a chair up and sat next to the incubator for the entire day, and I watched, and as one got closer, I would go inside and get Jace, it's was... like when the little velociraptors were born. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He said, come on. Yeah, come, come on. on. Well, were you coaching them out, well, Kath? No, so so I did not help any of them. Occasionally, there um, are reports that on this Facebook page that I follow um, that people will have to go in and... and... With a hammer. No, no. <laughs> but help a little oh, no. bit. But no, they basically say just... That's what happened to Timmy, isn't it? <laughs> you sick bitch. Oh, my no, God. No, no. Oh. <laughs> they killed it! They say just let nature take its course okay. but what was really cool was when one was born if there were others still in the incubator they would run over to it and sit next to it kathy no. this is amazing so they've been an egg separated and and here they are and i mean the the miracle of life yeah. this way that they're all you know and, and they're so cute they're yeah. unbelievably yeah. cute what do you think except for timmy yeah. oh, <laughs> abandoned are do you I'm sorry. I, I miss. I, maybe I missed this. Did, are, are you feeding them? Like, and if no. so, what, okay. Did you no. say no? No, I was saying no. You didn't oh. miss that. Oh, it wasn't already discussed. Me. You don't feed them. No uh, wonder Timmy's dead. <laughs> yes, of course you feed them. But what do you feed them? And it comes with well, everything. Well, she's feeding them Timmy. It comes. They give you everything that you'll need. They give you all of the food. They give you a water container that you put uh, in the brooder box. Uh, what, what, what do they eat? Is it like a like a solution? Like, it looks like no. It's it's very fine. Whatever it is, it's very finely chopped up. Okay. Like it's almost would like, be like like a meal, like just, meal. Worms? No, like just before dust. Okay. Just before it's oh, probably wow. chicken feed. That's just it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called just before dust. <laughs> it might be that. But, they, but sure. listen, they would. Um, so, hey, I, do we have any more of that dust? It was delicious. I was afraid I was going to be able to hear them at night when I was sleeping, and I can't. And I think it's because they're quiet. They know so, what time you wake up. No, when I so when I, I go in every morning before I leave, and every morning since since the day they were born, when I go in. They wake up, they jump up, they Aww. go to the one side of the box box that they know that I'm walking over to. Like, they see me, hear me, Mommy's they know that home. I'm coming. She's yeah. bringing us our dust. Yeah. And listen, I know why they grow so fast, because, Casey, ask about the food. The amount of food that they ate in one day yeah. was unbelievable. I'm no kidding. This yeah. might be a bit ridiculous. I'm legitimately sad about Timmy. Like, the fact that... I, no, I, I, I honestly, that... Uh... Jace was sad. Like, I, he I, came yeah. in and was like, yeah, I... 
I don't think Timmy's going to make it. I'm like, I know, bud. Have you tried to keep track of the other one's names? Oh, so, yes, we did it first because uh, the first one that was born, she was the fluffiest. Right. uh, And I call her she, but I have no idea. Um, She was the fluffiest for for a while because she was born first, so she dried out quickly so we could tell. And then the second one was Cream, and she was the biggest one. So we can still kind of tell Cream out of the the rest, but, you know, every once in a while I'm like, oh, look, there's Bendy. Yeah, after the egg break, you don't you don't have any idea unless you tattoo each of them. Yeah, well, and Jace was concerned when we take them back. He, he asked, "How will the farmers know their names? We'll have to write them down." And I'm right? Like, okay, I'll just yeah. you know what? We tattoo will do it that. on their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ordered ducks, calf. I know. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait. Well, what I found out, and and you know, we we uh, had a team vote, and uh, we all it was unanimous. We all voted for ducks. You get less ducks. We only get four ducks. But oh, really? Yeah, only about uh, chickens. But dude. They swim in your bathtub. So we are going to get them next week, like uh, okay. a week from uh, uh, Monday. And how, Monday. Long be- how long before they hatch? Um, they should hatch within a week. Mm-hmm. And then they're the same they thing. So it looks like the ducks um, hatch. So the chicks hatch Monday, Tuesday. Some people say into Wednesday, but I think the ducks are a little bit earlier, Casey. So they might start yeah. to even hatch on Sunday. Listen, don't ask me questions because I don't know anything. My wife and kids are doing everything. I'm just going to get to see them swim in my bathtub. So we're getting chickens, <laughs> but my we're also potentially getting kittens to foster that we're going to try to get adopted out. So I said, you don't want to mix, uh, mix that too much. We, we're going to have like a freaking zoo in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, took, we but, took the chicks out to take some pictures. Pictures and they were outside of a yeah. window, and the cats were on the inside of the window. And we oh had <laughs> thought a little bit, like maybe should we try to introduce? No. Like, see? oh my god! Oh, the cats were like right up at the window. Oh like, what is that? Jace yeah. looks at me. He goes, I don't think we should take them inside. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's show mm-hmm. let's show the baby lamb to the lion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. My cats maybe, are so maybe sweet. they would like him. Maybe they like. Uh, so how long? The question is, how long are the, the chicks available for? You can for a while, right? Uh, you mean for like for like, people who are yes, interested? Yeah, yeah, so if you go to the presidentsteve.com, right, on my fall activities, it's the first thing, and there's a link to sign up. You have to go to Sign Up Genius. Right. Um, there's also another link for the farm if you want to read a little bit about the program and about the farm. But if but if she if she wants to act on this in like like two weeks, you know, yep. we so can do that. Yep. Do it sooner rather than later. It's right there. Yeah. It's, it, you just click on it, and there's a number of dates. There's a number of, um, you know, pickup times, and yeah, it's it, they awesome. make it so easy. All right, cool. Yeah, my wife is saying that uh, I, this is, I think because we've been talking about it, because Kathy put it on your list, that um, this they're is, going like hot chicks. They, uh, <laughs> they're going like hot wings. Yes, I want to. I want to do this. Yeah, do I got to talk. Well, but your family, family has no desire to do it. I think you would think children, right? Right, would maybe be interested. Little rugrats. Well, two of them are adults now. They're not really. I children think once anymore. you get it there. Yeah, it became right? like it became the, the family project. Yes, right? and and I mean, I was so excited about it. like even just to hold the egg and feel the weight of it, and that yeah. it wasn't a normal egg that you would get out of your refrigerator was like as soon as I held it I was like oh this is a different kind life, of egg this mm-hmm. is a different kind of egg there's life inside of there except for Timmy and it's and it's my responsibility to rotate them to make sure that everything is okay and that they can hatch properly by the way you said I, I'd asked you you told me about uh, the unfortunate news about Timmy and you had reached out to them and they said that you could open up the egg and take a look yeah she said if we want at Timmy if you want to did you uh, well no, you, so want, the, you want to clear today right yeah, just they, on the off chance that he just goes, on the off chance they oh. said possibly they said if Ta- if he doesn't hatch by today, he's not hatching. And Aww. listen, from the very beginning, he was lighter than all of the other eggs. So I don't think he ever it, it, stood it might, a chance. It might have been a miss. So yeah. it, it's it's listen. We've had we've had cats born in the house, um, you know, a couple of times when we fostered, and and some you 
It is what you learn about life. Yeah. And I remember when we had uh, we had one cat with a huge litter that we had rescued and we were going to get adopted out. And we found out that she was pregnant and then we had to wait to go through the whole process. Oh. And during the birth process, one of the kittens was born dead. So I woke up, I went downstairs to just, you know, start to get, you know, put coffee on and get the whole thing. And in the middle of the living room floor was a was a dead kitten. Oh, and the man. mother had taken the, 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 to move it to, to, to wow. for a, predators. Oh, it's oh, a natural oh, instinct to out. remove it from the other kittens so that it's, you know, it's not drawing oh. predators. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's what you, you know, yeah. it's what you do. Yep. A very astute texter wants to point out that Kathy... Is now a bird person. <laughs> ah. Well, and listen. Um, Kathy hates birds until now. So I've been inviting, you know, neighbors over and friends and stuff to take a look at them just because they are so cute. And normally this type of stuff, like holding them, right. it's, you know, it makes me a little squirmish. But, like, I have no choice. Like, you know what I mean? I just felt like. You have I, to pick them up. So you can yeah. pick them up once they're dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I had to move them from the incubator into the other box. Uh, somebody texted and said, hey, this is John from Tobin's Feed and Seed. The food is called Chick Starter, and our store cat, Mashed Potatoes, uh, allowed the ducks and chicks to climb on her and sleep. Aww. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why don't you try that, Kathy? That's taking a bit of a risk, but maybe it, it happens. But uh, by the way, I love your cat's name, Mashed Potatoes. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, by the way, Casey has a chicken dance uh, version I haven't heard before. I want to hear this. One day, some people call it the chicken dance, some people call it the duck dance. No, the duck dance? No. I've yeah. never heard the duck dance. I've always heard the chicken dance. Nope. So interesting. Is I've there, a fa- in fact, a duck dance? As both. You could probably do a search mm-hmm. on it. Nick, see, if, see what comes up when you write duck dance. All right, I'm going to look up. Uh, Speaking of ducks. Chicks with ducks. I'm going to yeah, go to yeah. Kyle. <laughs> we have a, a female. <laughs> chicks with ducks. Uh, named Kyle. Hey, Kyle, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. Uh, you got ducklings? I got ducklings in July. It was the end of July, and I have two young girls. They're six and four, so I was like, let me sign up because it was, like, all the craze. So I was like, let's see what this is about. And like Kathy said, they really are the cutest thing you have ever seen. And unfortunately, we did not have two of ours hatched, so Carrot and Cupcake did not hatch for us. Um, but one of ours, Karen was her name, and she was born, and... She was her leg was like mangled behind her, and I'm like freaking out, and I'm like yelling at my husband. I'm like, "What are we gonna do, poor Karen?" I thought like the uh, another duck had hatched, and then they kind of peck at each other a little bit. And right. I was like, you know, her legs mangled. What do we do? And it says to give them sugar water, and I was like, I don't know what sugar water is gonna do, but we kept throughout the day just forced like you know putting her beak into sugar water, and. By the time, like, that was at night, and by the next morning, her leg had turned. It was completely fine. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it was the wildest thing. I was like, how is sugar water going to help? But I guess they have, like, low muscle tone or something. Yeah, and And maybe maybe it, it helps with blood flow. Yeah, and so it did. It worked. The sugar water worked. And we did have to help another one kind of peel the egg back so that the duck could hatch. All right, so ducks, well, ducks, I think ducks have, uh, uh, they're, Ducklings are probably a little bit more. Uh, what is it? The, the 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 fur. It's like a fur. Well, what does that refer to commonly? I know uh, what you're talking about. I don't, uh, duck I don't down. Know <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's gray down. down. It's it's feathers, small. no. But look at here. Look at look. For example, here yeah, there's, there's like a, there's like a fur. We're looking at pictures of baby ducks, and yeah. they it's good wool. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's sheep's wool. I don't know. We called it fur. Fur, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Kyle, were the duck eggs bigger than the chick eggs? I don't know because I didn't see the chick eggs, oh, okay. but I felt like they looked the same. Okay. Uh, you know, they did. But my girls were like, well, what's going to happen? And it's kind of sad when you take them back to the farm, you know, they kind of just take them back into the barn and just they disappear. And all these people are kind of dropping them off. And you're like, where are all these ducks and chicks going to go, you know? But... But they're, like, oh, they're going to go live happily ever after. Well, they, they, they're, what you said is that they're... Yeah, so they do go to um, different farms. They'll go to farmers, whether they are they are raised to lay eggs or uh, become chicken. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you know, some of the farmers yeah. probably do both. But sure. um, they're not... They were saying they're as little chicks because there are so many coming back. It's not They're not euthanizing them. Okay. Okay, good. Well, Thank you, uh, Kyle. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great one. All right, see you later. Um, it does make you like... You know, <laughs> I would love to have baby ducks dog. are adorable. It's amazing. They are adorable. Well, as far as the chicks go, um, and it probably goes the same for the ducks, but you know, there's like a slight second where you're like, I, oh, we could probably get a chicken coop and oh. just keep like two, you know, we'll have, we'll have two of them. But uh, somebody pointed out on this Facebook page, which is great, by the way, if you are thinking about doing it, there's a ton of information from people who have done it. But um, so the farm doesn't identify the gender. So you could end up with roosters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully you end up with one that doesn't have a beak. Yeah. Because that's, that is a beautiful sound. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing all day about that the other day. The beakless chicken. The beakless rooster. Uh, By the way, the chicken dance. Yeah. uh, Written in the 1950s by uh, Werner Thomas, a Swiss accordionist. The chicken dance didn't even uh, make it to the United States until sometime in the late 1970s. The chicken dance is associated with polkas or umpapa music. It ended up in a good. Originally written under the name Der Entenance. Which means the duck dance. Oh, my the God. The duck dance. It was rumored to have been written as a drinking song for Oktoberfest, and the song's name was later ch- changed to Vogeltanz, which means the bird dance. And then I was reading further in this. The dance first came to the United States, it says, in 1981. So it was maybe the early 80s instead of late 70s. During Oktoberfest celebrations in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a German band wanted to demonstrate the dance in costume for a local TV station, but a duck costume could not be located, so a chicken costume was used, hence the chicken dance instead of the duck dance. Oh. If born. you stop and think about the movement that you do in it, it's, it's more like a duck. It's more like a duck. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was actually originally who let the ducks out, by yeah. the way. I didn't know well. that. Yeah. By the way, this is a pretty funny note. In 2004... Motley Crue singer Vince Neal served as Grand Marshal of the world's largest chicken dance in oh. Cincinnati. VH1 called the appearance the single least metal moment in history. <laughs> what was going through Vince's mind during that time? Vince needed money, man, yeah. I guess, in 2009. No to call me. <laughs> yeah, right? That's terrible, Gene. Right, Benston. Wow. Um, so, Case, when do you get your uh, your duckies? Monday. On Monday? Monday, yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Of course. You should be. Um, not, I, mean, I think it, it's fun. It, they, they're adorable, and, and um, can you can you request that they not be <laughs> turned into tenders? or <laughs> Turned into uh, tenders. Yeah, yeah. Can you fake a death so you can keep one? Well, they're, Casey, they're, like, super cheap if you do want to keep them. They're, at least the chicks are. They're, like, 2 or $3 a chick. So, oh, that's it? Let yeah. me, let me, so, oh. setting up a small chicken coop, if you were to have, like, 2 or 3 but they can't guarantee that you're not going to get roosters, right. right? They can't guarantee you're not going to. You, you, you don't want to mistreat, you know. 
Yes, and also <laughs> my neighbors would probably murder me if I oh, yeah. had a rooster. Yeah, my <laughs> where my grandmother lived, her neighbor, there was a farm right behind them that had a rooster, and I mean, or just before the sun oh, was yeah. coming up every morning. They're loud. That thing would start Whoa. going off and wouldn't shut up. It drives <laughs> you crazy. Steve, at that point, you don't care about killing the Yeah, neighbor. I know. They, they, they are annoying. You remember the, uh, the I forget who we're talking about, was a story in the Inquirer or somebody... Uh, maybe the guys from the um, one of the animal shows, the protection animal shows, uh, came in and they talked about how the um, police to bust these cockfighter rings mm-hmm. would drive around in the city and drive around in certain areas and before listen. dawn and listen. <gasps> yeah, oh no way. And that's how they would be able to locate them. Smart. That's yeah. great. It makes wow. total sense. Right, right. Wow. I had a photo shoot with them yesterday, so um, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, Twitter, I'm going to post some of those pictures later. You had a photo shoot with the <laughs> Yes. With the well, are you kidding? Of yeah. course I did. You think I wasn't going to take pictures of them? Well, who was your photographer? Uh, no, I I took pictures. Okay, of them. I was the photographer. Oh. I went out. I got mums. That's pumpkins. not what I heard. I was like Annie Leibovitz uh, as yeah. out there. Oh, I like thought like you were with... you were drooping yeah. the chicks all over your like face. Like my and... bare butt. Oh, my the chickens are chicks. crawling on it. <laughs> Couple little chicks on a hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mental image of what you did yesterday yeah. is very different. Hole. <laughs> oh my god. How about these sweater chickens? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, keep us updated on the chicks. I will. When you return Sunday, is that Friday? Friday. Friday, okay. Friday they go back. Oh. Uh, have you been posting videos or pictures? Yes, I've been doing some videos of them. Uh, I did uh, a couple, and uh, Marissa shared them on Preston and Steve Jones. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely unrelated, but uh, another birth of sorts or mating that's taking place. Uh, the National Park Service officially in New Mexico reminded the public that it's once again tarantula season. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where is this? This is in New Mexico. Ah, wonderful. Every autumn, uh, mature male tarantulas start on their quest to find a mate. Is there a farm that offers those, Kathy? Exposing them. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you never yeah. know. I'll look. E- exposing them to many dangers such as hawks and skunks, cars on the road, and people. Yeah, to be honest, the, the tarantulas are more at risk. There's a lot of predators. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the service reminds people to uh, be kind if they see tarantulas out and about. Yeah. They advise the public to help them across the road with a piece of cardboard or a magazine. Or your mouth. Uh, the tarantula has been around for more than 16 million years. There have been more than 900 species found across the world. Uh, on a somewhat related note, um, driving home from north central PA this past weekend, I uh, I don't know if it's bear mating season, but I saw four separate dead bears along Route 80. What? And one of them had just been hit. So they are they, oh. they were crossing Whoa. the road. So be careful. Oh well, it, yeah, be careful, but it was um it was really it was it felt awful. And I to, know. to see four of them, one recently struck. So I don't know if this has anything to do with tarantulas present. I'm sorry to, to side. Do you no, think no, the tarantulas no, no, no. are chasing the bears out onto the street? <laughs> no, 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 they're terrified as they're scared. <laughs> Oddly enough, <laughs> bears are terrified. <laughs> That's why you should get, when you go for a hike, you take your pet tarantula. <laughs> you throw it on the ground when you see a bear. <laughs> I know it's pretty common to see bears when you're when you're in that part of the state. Um, I don't get to see them very often, and uh, to see four dead ones. That's no, crazy. that's easy. Uh, I, yeah. You know, we talk about them all the time. They're just beautiful animals. I love them. In case we both, always, they're so cute. They are they so can, cute. They, they can are. cut you in a second, all but right. they're they're just beautiful. Are you allowed to? Pick up the dead bears on the side of the well, road. I think I so, and dance around a no, bit. No, no. Like, suppose you wanted bear to make meat. like a bear. Well, I wasn't thinking to make a bear rug. 
Use the high. Like you a bear blanket? No. I've heard bear blanket. The bear. dead, man. I know. Right. May as well get some use, some use out of it. it. Yeah. I mean, Listen, I my, think as a way to turn honor it into a pool cover. My fraternity, soldier. my fraternity brother had a bear blanket that his uh, brother had got. His brother was in the service. He yeah. was in Korea and had gotten this blanket. Killed a bear in the Korean War. I don't think he, he killed the bear, but he got And it was the warmest blanket I have ever had on me ever yeah. and so i was like mm, you know so me i would think about maybe skinning a bear on the side of the road wow. well have you no shame i have no shame it's so warm i don't know what the rule is on roadkill i don't think you're allowed to i think if you find a dead human you can do that mm-hmm. okay yeah you can well this this truck driver that hit the one bear that it, you know we passed Aww. right as it happened he was pulled over to the side of the road and taking pictures of the crime scene because it was front end damage to his truck so it, it was bad, and it did, was all over Route 80 over the weekend. Did they off? The, I mean, was the bear still alive? Oh, man, it was. I don't like it graphic. Right. Like the, the head was oh, mostly severed from hey, the body. Was it, God, is it a big one? It was a big, a relatively big, and, and it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like there was no mistaking what it was, and you, it, I just, I felt awful. For is the it, poor is thing. it? Can you find out? Is it bear meeting season? Well, that's, or that's is why it, I brought it, it up. It's um, a, the tarantula bear thing. This was all at about uh, like five five thirty. So you know, yeah. is twilight. The sun was setting behind us, and um, so I don't know if they're active, more active this time of year or that time of day or both. I know mm-hmm. the deer population is is um, that's dusk usually when they're the most active. Correct. I dusk so, yeah. and uh, and dawn. in the morning. Yeah, yeah dusk and dawn is during when the rutting season. Well, and well, just any time because yeah, they, yeah. that's when they forage. So is it those times of day. I was driving back from the shore. Probably around um, duskish time. I, I want to say it was like right uh, yeah. around six o'clock or whatever, and I had a really hard time seeing because the the sun was so low. Yeah, me and, too. Okay. Yeah, and the sun was behind me and a hard time seeing. It was oh no, reflecting kidding. In the mirror and it was reflecting oh. off trucks in front of it. it was really distracting. It was um you know so every now and then the road would kind of curve and turn and it would be directly in my in my line of sight Oof. and. I was, my son was like, how can you see anything? I'm like, dude, I can barely see anything. I mean, I can see maybe 50 yards in front of me, you know? And so I was, you know, going on a pretty safe clip. Apparently mating season is over, but um, it, yeah. it's fattening up season. Yeah, so the Texas's uh, are fattening up. We currently have four families with a total of 11 cl- uh, cubs at Peck's Pond above Marshall's Creek. Wow. Any idea where that is? I don't know. Okay. Next to Tarantula Mountain. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think that they would mate now because then if they, if they're going to go into hibernation soon, then I, I wouldn't think they would gestate. You don't want to mate when you're your fattest. Well, they're uh, you want to look good. You do that yeah. afterwards. You work up a right. appetite afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, here, Casey. You want uh, on what you can do with a dead bear on the side of the road? Hey, Greg, you're on the air. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, what you wanted to weigh in on uh, roadkill? Roadkill. Yeah, uh, I'm not an expert or anything, but I have. Uh, learned that if you do hit like a deer or something like that, you can call the state police. They'll send the game warden out. Um, they'll determine if they if they need it, uh, they'll take it if it's fresh enough. If not, then they have to discard of it. Um, you can ask them if you can keep it, but most of the time they'll donate it to a food shelter or something like something like that in the area. Yeah, especially if it's a rural environment. Yep, uh, sure, that makes sense. But case, so, so if you go through that, if you go through that step, and they say, okay, it's a situation where you can keep it, you can throw the bear in the back of your um, <laughs> your yeah. car, and uh, at, that, at that point, you'd still probably have to pay for the tag. Okay, it's not that expensive. My old boss, he actually went bow hunting for a bear, and he got one, and he said the tag itself was like maybe I think he said maybe a couple hundred bucks, but mm. when he. 
to a, a bearskin rug in a in a store, that's nothing. When he shot the bear, uh, how did he get it out of the woods? He carried it. Yeah, and how much did it weigh? Do you have any idea? Uh, he said around. He said it was big, around like. Two fifty. Sometimes people don't think about that. They get the hunting license yeah. and then yeah. they, they kill the animal and then they actually have to get it out of the three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. three hundred fifty. Dude, my friend went elk hunting and I believe it was in New Mexico. Jesus. I'm like, dude, those things. Yeah, what do you do? Pound pound animal animal yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, once Practice. you cut it, that that drops a lot of the weight as well, and it's still right. a lot. But yeah, once you field dress it, it's going to be easier to move. Yeah, I guess so. Or if you bring helium tanks, okay, with That's, balloons. Yes, yes. God, you're always thinking. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I'm gonna need to float my dead bear out of the woods here. All right, before we wrap, uh, Marissa got us uh, somewhat breaking news. Uh, good news or bad news? Oh, it's good news. Okay. I mean, it, well, we got a reply from Spacebuck, the guy that has a battery-operated dildo that people can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can go on the Twitter account and. and activate right uh and so he got back to us and wrote nice you know that we talked yeah, about yeah. it can i request a song my ass is on fire by mr bungle feels appropriate <laughs> is this seriously that song marissa pulled up this song well now i'm dying to hear my ass is on fire here <laughs> It's like a chicken dance. Right. Ass on fire! Yep. All right. My ass is on fire. Uh, thank you uh, from Space Buck. And, uh, yeah, is he going to send us some uh, complimentary merch? I would hope he would send us one of those batteries he did so we yeah. could do something like that on the air. Right. And have uh, people trigger it via Twitter. That could be fun. All right, yeah, well, anyway, that's exactly what we need to do. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Some Bizarre File stories are on the way when we return. Stay there. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we're loaded and ready to go. Let's do the B-Fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, we begin with a British man who was denied an alcoholic drink aboard a flight to Palma de Mallorca because he was too drunk, and he went on a rampage and bit off part of his traveling partner's ear. Oh! Yeah. His own friend. The 29-year-old... You're the worst friend ever! ...first tried to open a, a, a fridge containing booze and then swiped a drink from another passenger before the flight from Birmingham touched down. While members of the Civil Guard spoke to the crew about the man's actions, a fight broke out in the cabin. Uh, they said that uh, they entered the aircraft and saw the detainee attacking another passenger after biting off part of his right ear. Uh, he was overpowered and arrested. <laughs> The injured passenger, described as the drunken suspect's friend, was taken to a local hospital for treatment 
as the officers who were hurt in this, as were the officers who were hurt in the scuffle during the arrest. We are no longer friends. Uh, the suspect has not been named, by the way. A man is under arrest and faces a dozen serious drug and identity theft charges after what began with a bicycle missing a light. Police say Saturday evening an officer noticed a man riding a bike without a light on his bicycle. He was going to pull him over and tell him it's dangerous to do that. After the officer turned on his emergency lights, the man didn't pull over and instead tried to get away. High speed chase. On a bike, making yeah. multiple turns and pedaling the bike extremely fast. <laughs> Police say the man ditched the bicycle, threw a backpack on the ground, and began running down a driveway. Police say the man tripped while trying to jump a three-foot fence, and the officer yelled that he would use his taser on him if he kept running. At that point, the officer says the man put his hands up in the air and exclaimed, I just need to poop. Uh, That's the second time we've heard that excuse in seven days. 38-year-old Samuel Rojas was arrested in searching Rojas in the bag. He say they, uh, uh, he, th- he, they say, he, to- whatever. <laughs> they say he tossed away. Yeah. They, they had too many he's in here. Uh, police say that they found three different cell phones, brass knuckles, a pill cutter, $240 in Confederate and in, in counterfeit currency marked prop only, well over 100 blue oxycodone pills laced with fentanyl, nine sub- suboxone strips, two pipes of scale, numerous knives, and some suspicious checks. Something's up. He also <laughs> had a felony warrant, so they got him. But uh, he had to poop. No word on if he actually made good on that or not. A 44-year-old plastic surgeon sued multiple times in recent years for medical malpractice by past patients was arrested on domestic battery charges. Mark Arlen Clayman was arrested just past midnight by the Jacksonville police. Clayman's arrest report says the victim came home from a party and got into an argument with him. Now, as she walked away from Clayman, he pushed her down and then grabbed her leg and pulled it behind her neck before oh. slapping her thigh. Um, but here's what I found interesting about this story. Clayman and his father, Lauren Clayman, operate a plastic surgery center. They had already settled... 290 previous medical malpractice lawsuits. (laughs) 290? That said the two men botched breast implant surgeries that left two women disfigured and in severe pain. Yeah, 290. How do you survive that many malpractice suits? Well, here's here's one patient that was happy with his work. (laughs) (laughs) Those latest suits claim the father and son committed similar behavior in 2016-2017. They offered relatively cheap plastic surgeries. I mean, this, then, after the women complained of problems, the claimants claimed the implants were defective or leaking and offered free follow-up surgeries. Now, the claimants were paid for unnecessary surgeries by the breast implant manufacturer, so they were doing it on purpose. Man. Yeah, that's horrible. What horrible people. And then you throw in domestic abuse. Yeah. Just yep. a prince. Everyone handles neighborly disputes in their own way. A Utah man decided the best way to approach his neighbor's Airbnb guest was with a shotgun. <laughs> man has been accused of chasing the guests away when they mistakenly pulled into his driveway. That warranted that a shotgun. That was the reason to come at him with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. That's a plot in that show Love I was telling you about that I'm watching on Netflix. It is? Yeah, pretty much. They get an Airbnb and the guy comes out with a shotgun. Yeah, it sounds like this. Apparently, the issue between the two, or at least the owner uh, and this guy, had been going on for a while with police being called on the man September 13th. Upon searching his home, authorities found 27 different firearms, mm-hmm. so he likes to use them, apparently. 
Burned by a bad breakup in 2018, clinical social worker Diane Sylvia turned to one of the patients at her Linwood, New Jersey practice, a one-time gangster, hoping that he would help her exact revenge on her ex-boyfriend. Oh, man. Uh, She said he needs his pretty little face bashed in. You see? A a broken arm would help, too. Uh, She would only find out months later that her patient... And ratted her out. The hitman he enlisted for her was working undercover for the FBI. And their brainstorming sessions on the attack plot were being recorded. What kind of world is it where you can't even trust a hitman? On Tuesday, Sylvia uh, pleaded guilty to solicitation to commit a violent crime, punishable by up to five years in prison. During a hearing before Joseph, uh, Judge Joseph Rodriguez, which is in Camden, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she admitted taking out a home equity loan to pay for the $4,000 fee. At the first meeting, Sylvia explained to the undercover agent that her ex, who lived in Massachusetts, had conned her out of money for years. She also made vague allusions to, quote, some stuff her boyfriend knew about her that could get her in trouble with the state licensing board. Uh, she said, how is attacking him, or he, the the guy, the, after the, the right. FBI agent was saying, how is attacking him going to help you with going after your license and stuff? And she said, it's just going to make me feel better. It's the only way I can get back at, get him back. Uh, Sylvia kept in touch with the agent over the next several days, at times wavering on whether she wanted her ex killed or simply maimed, and whether she wanted to go through with the attack at all. But when they met in person at her office two weeks later, she was back on board. She said, how about we break one arm and just mess up his face? Uh, Something that makes him not so cute. Something so he can't do push-ups, so he can't work out. Uh, She drew the line, however, when the would-be hitman suggested throwing battery acid in the man's face. I'm not a lunatic. Sylvia and the agent met again the next few weeks to finalize the plans. She handed over the cash, and she was arrested five days later, Mm. and now she's pleading guilty. How many stories have there been of people being arrested by undercover people posing as hitmen? Yep, it happens. It happens a lot. Yep, and that... And remember, one of the last ones we had was a guy who runs a website... Yes. ...that says, you know, essentially killer for hire. And these idiots will contact him, commission him, him and he just right. sends it right to the police. Wow. All right. That's your bizarre file. Uh, we have asked you to text in the word secret throughout the course of the morning. And now we need to get a winner. Kathy, what number caller do we need? 11. Call number 11-215-263-WMMR. If you know the secret text word, you should give us a buzz. Let's see if you win. We'll also grab a random text in a little bit. Stay there. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. One headlight. Ten minutes after ten o'clock. My wife calls that a padiddle. That is a padiddle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a standard name, right? Your wife texted me. What'd she say? What'd I do? What's uh, on the side of your vehicle? Jesus. (laughs) Okay. So I got caught up in a practical joke. Wait, can I get the winner? Of the yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. sorry. Explain it because it's actually fairly amusing. Let me get the secret text word. <laughs> it's it's a pedestrian that he hit. Winner, and <laughs> oh we're looking man. for caller number eleven, and it's uh, it's Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. What is the secret text word, sir? Donut. Donut. Yes. Oh, you are correct, sir. A jelly donut, to be specific. Hang on the line because we are going to give you a digital download of Full Metal Jacket. And it's claimed by critics to be the best war movie ever made. You can now watch Stanley Kubrick's 1987 epic film in the highest definition possible. 4K Ultra HD and also available on digital. And our random texter is Frank Lawley of Riverton, New Jersey. 
it's the same thing. So congratulations to you guys. All right. So the story is, I don't know how this started. It started with my wife and a friend. And it was, I guess, it was somebody cracked a joke about Queen Elizabeth or something like that. And I think it was Rochelle who did it first, who went and purchased a a sticker that you can put on the window of your car that's of someone and it looks like they're riding in the car with you. Yeah, so, I actually love those. So she went and oh, got yeah. Queen oh, Elizabeth funny. and plastered it on this person's window. And so this, ha- this has been going on for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, I think. <laughs> And so yesterday, I'm driving our, our van right now, um, and so yesterday I go, I go out in the garage, and I'm like, what the hell is that? So riding in the back seat is Prince Harry now, <laughs> and I guess we're going to go through all the royals <laughs> at some point. So okay. Prince Harry's in the back seat of the van that I'm driving around now, and, and at first glance... It looks like somebody's really in your car. All right, I got to see this. Yeah, so that's what she was texting about. Okay. And the balls on these people, they, they snuck into our garage and did it. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Funny. So uh, we got a kick. That's out. great. Yep, so that's what that's all about. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a $60 Metro Diner gift card. If you're going to answer this question, Julio Iglesias is so suave he could have a hit with a song called What? Two one five two six three WMMR. All right, Julio Iglesias is so suave. It's his birthday today, by the way. Yes, uh, he could have a he-, he could have had a hit with a song called what? Two one five two six three WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's do this thing, Steve. What's going on this morning? Well, Johnny Depp feeling lots of love from a large gathering of fans as he arrived at his hotel in San Sebastian, Spain, on Saturday. Depp became so emotional, he raised his hands to wipe away his tears and knocked himself out with his rings. Oh, my God. Meghan Markle's lawyers responding to allegations that she and Prince Harry contributed to Finding Freedom, which is the bombshell book about the goings-on inside the royal family. Attorney Justin Sherbrooke released a statement saying he would not even dignify the accusations with a statement, but then had to admit that that actually was a statement, so he released another statement saying, shut up. (laughs) And finally, Kendall Jenner did her first Instagram Live yesterday to promote National Voter Registration Day. Kendall told her followers that voting was more than just a lark and is actually everyone's cervical duty. Yeah. All right, we shall see if you have been paying attention this morning. Uh, and the question, hang on a second, is Julio Iglesias is so suave he could have a hit with a song called what? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I will go to Ed and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Ed, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. All right, Ed, what was the song, please? Uh, I think it was Ugly Woman. Ugly Lady. I'm yeah. going to, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. You clearly heard it. Hang on a second, Ed. We have for you a $60 Metro Diner gift card celebrating National Chicken Month right now. Whoa. It's going on through September. The chicken experts at your neighborhood Metro Diner have already, uh, they've added uh, meaty, boneless, and traditional wings to their menus alongside their latest game day packs that will feed the whole squad this sports season. It's available for takeout or delivery, and you can order online at MetroDiner.com. Ugly baby, by the way. Moonlight lady, ugly lady, so very ugly. By 
the way, that is already a Daily Rush video. Wow. Yes. Nick Murphy, it was from this morning, and Nick Murphy has got it up and running. And if you would like to see the ugly lady <laughs> video, uh, it is at PrestonCity.com. It says, we revisit a lesser-known hit from Julio Iglesias, Ugly Lady. <laughs> and uh, it's sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's First Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Uh, before we get to music news, there are a couple of unfortunate passings uh, that kind of broke late, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about tomorrow. Yes. Uh, but first, from the world of wrestling, the Road Warrior died. I remember, they were were there two of them, the Road Warriors? Yes. Yes. There were? Yeah. yeah. There, there was um, there, the Road Warriors and the Legion of Doom. Right. So he was one half of it. And um, I, th- I remember him, I, if I remember correctly, he had like shoulder pads with big spikes on them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well done, Steve. Yeah. We just pulled up a picture of him. Yeah. Uh, he was 60 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I think um, so many of those guys die young. Well, they put their body through a lot. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Not just, I mean, especially if they're if they're juicing and so on. So. Yeah, that can be, and we're not saying that happened, but that no, sometimes no. is the case. Or you just have punished your body so much yeah. that it just it cuts back on your life a they little bit. not announced the cause of death yet. Okay. Uh, and then the other one, uh, legend in the world, the NFL, Gail Sayers passed away. Uh, 77 years old. As famous for his actual on-field achievements as he is for Brian's song. Yeah, which was, um, he wrote a book, and then they based the, the TV movie on the I book. Am Third, I think, was yeah, the name of the book. That, that was it. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Uh, boy, he was one of the greats, man. That's uh, sad news. 77 years old. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll explore that a little bit more tomorrow. We're going to do music news for now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. My testicles black. All right, brought to you by Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professions in the country, including optometry and audiology. And Salus University, the future of health sciences since 1919. To apply, visit edu. All right, we'll start with this one uh, Metallica and Tool. Both snagged multiple nominations for the 2020 Billboard Music Awards. Uh, Metallica's up for the Top Touring Artist and Top Rock Tour categories, while Tool is nominated for both Top Rock Artist and Top Rock Album. So I have the rock categories. If you Let's hear like. the rock. Well, first let me give you the Top Touring Artist All would right. be, you know, I, said, I mentioned Metallica, but along with that is uh, Elton John, Pink, The Rolling Stones, and Ed Sheeran. Rock? Top, uh, that's just for tour, oh, just touring tour, artists. Tour okay. Top rock artist, Imagine Dragons, Panic at the Disco, Tame Impala, Tool, and 21 Pilots. Huh. Top rock tour. This is, so this right. is in the rock category. Elton John, Metallica, and Rolling Stones. Top rock album, uh, The Lumineers, three, Slipknot, We Are Not Your Kind, Tame Impala, The Slow Rush, Tool, Fear Inoculum, and Vampire Weekend for Father of the Bride. I like that one. You do? Yeah. Vampire Weekend's good. They are. And yeah. my favorite song from that album is Harmony Hall. It's just a beautiful song. Uh, Post Malone is the most nominated artist at the 2020 Billboard Music Awards with 16 nominations in 15 categories. Wow. Uh, the awards will be hosted by Kelly Clarkson. It will air live from the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles on October 14th at 8 p.m. So I don't know how. I, I assume they're going to do it virtually, but we'll we'll see how the, if it takes that Emmy uh, model type of model, which yep. I mean, even though it was the lowest viewed Emmys in history, I think they pulled off something that was workable. Mm-hmm. 
But music shows are usually filled with performances. I yeah. Wonder, I wonder what they'll do. I think, uh, like they did, uh, I forget which one they did, was the American, uh, the Country Awards or whatever. They still perform, they just pre-record their performances. Okay. Linkin Park's 2000 debut album, Hybrid Theory, has just been certified 12 times platinums. Wow. For sales of more than 12 million units. That's huge. Some heavy info here. Uh, the feat comes just as the album nears its 20th anniversary, which falls on October 24th. Hybrid Theory uh, produced such hits as One Step Closer, Crawling, Paper Cut, and In the End. Uh, the 20th anniversary of Linkin Park Hybrid Theory Special Edition will be released on October 9th. Uh, there was another passing. This one happened uh, yesterday. Tommy DeVito, guitarist and co-founding member of the Four Seasons, died on September 21st at the age of 92 due to COVID-19. Uh, the group's Frankie Valli and Bob Guadio had issued a joint statement to the New York Post, which reads, It is with great sadness that we report that Tommy DeVito, a founding member of the Four Seasons, has passed. Uh, we send our love to his family during the most difficult time. He will be missed by all who loved him. According to DeVito's daughter, Darcel. A service is being planned for DeVito in his native New Jersey. So in the um, in the story of the, uh, you know, the Jersey, Jersey Boys, Boys mm-hmm. um, there is one member who is the main songwriter who is right from the get-go is the most talented, the real musician. Is that him? No. Uh, this guy was a guitar player. Okay. The so other I, think, I think he is, I think he was the guy who was the... the the guy who was dabbled in the right uh, the illegal stuff. No, well, no, they no. all they all did a little bit, right? There was one who was really sort of clean and a, and a real pure musician. I know, but was... I'm talking about the guy who passed away. Oh, is, oh, is that who he was? I think he's the, okay. the, the, the guy who was running with the gangsters. Do me a favor. Uh, he got into trouble financially, and then and then actually, um, Frankie Valley took the financial hit. If the story that you see in the of Jersey Boys is correct, yeah, um, right. I remember they, there was kind of the ne'er do well. Yeah, I think that's him. Okay. You, you, you know what? To be honest, it's, it's how little I know about the Four Seasons. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. What? He's friends with Joe Pesci. Um, okay. Then he might be. The well, Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci was... Or, female yeah. Joe Pesci? No, male Joe uh, Pesci. Joe Pesci is the one who kind of got them together, or had got the final piece of the puzzle. The guy you're talking about, the keyboard yeah, player, yeah. he's the one who brought them on, brought him on board and made the Four Seasons what they were. Huh. Uh, Nick, do me a favor. Pull up the IMDb of uh, Jersey Boys. Uh, because I'll recognize the actor right away, and and if they show his name, he was actually in the um, Tommy DeVito, the then, Passage. Um, yes, was, correct, same yeah. actor. Uh, let's see here, Tommy DeVito, Vincent Piazza. Hang on a second here, Nick. Mm-hmm. Let's see this real quick. And yeah, that's him. Oh, there you go. So he's wow. the one that was kind of running with the gangsters, according to Jersey Boys, right? So he performed, uh, he was, um, in 1970, he left the group and sold all his interests back to Valley and Guadio and performed on 27 top 40 hits. So Guadio is probably the one who is the main music writer. Quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, including uh, number one's Sherry, Big Girls Don't Cry, Walk Like a Man, and Ragdoll, along with such classic top tens as Candy Girl, Dawn Go Away, Ronnie, Let's Hang On, Working mm-hmm. My Way Back to You, among others. Uh, so, uh, DeVito, by the way, and, uh, the season's life and career was in the Tony Award winning musical Jersey Boys, went on to be a film as well. Uh, and the four seasons were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1990 and the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in 1999. You know, Clint Eastwood, uh, um, Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Clint Eastwood directed the Jersey Boys movie. You forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for the movie, but it's I probably only because I saw the stage show in I do like in the New movie. York. Yeah, I never, I never saw the stage show, so yeah. that, that validates what you're saying. The stage show was so good. 
Vincent Piazza went to Villanova University. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. And he once dated Ashley Simpson. Ah, oh, good on him. Wow, he graduated summa cum laude. Smart guy. Yeah, all right. That's all I got on him. Okay, Super he guy. will be. <laughs> Probably miss Joe Pesci. <laughs> One last story, uh, and this is pretty wild. John Lennon's murderer has apologized to Yoko Ono. A little late. 40 years after the, quote, despicable act. Mark David Chapman shot Lennon four times outside the singer's home in New York on the 8th of December, 1980. Ono was present at the time of the murder. Chapman was denied parole for the 11th time following a hearing last month. And during the hearing, Chapman said he killed Lennon for glory. He said, I just want to reiterate that I'm sorry uh, for my crime. I have no excuse. This was for self-glory. I think it's the worst crime that there could be uh, to do something to someone that's innocent. He also apologized to Lennon's family, saying that he thinks about the murder all the time. He said, it was an extremely selfish act. I'm sorry for the pain that I caused to her, meaning Yoko Ono. Uh, Chapman, who was 25 at the time of the murder, had added, he, meaning Lennon, was extremely famous. I didn't kill him because of his character or the kind of man he was. And he praised the Beatles members as an icon and a family man. Now 65 years old, Chapman said that he can see that it was a despicable act and pretty creepy. When asked if justice had been served, he responded, I deserve zero, nothing, before adding that he should have been given the death penalty. He said, when you knowingly plot someone's murder... And know it's wrong, and you do it for yourself, that's a death penalty right there, in my opinion. said he was a human being, and I knew I was going to kill him. That alone says you deserve nothing, and if the law and you choose to leave me in here for the rest of my life, I have no complaint whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, Chapman also told the parole board of his past fascination with J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye, the book that he was found reading at the scene of the murder when the police arrived. Uh, He said he identified with the protagonist's isolation and loneliness. Uh, during the hear- hearing, Chapman described himself as a, devout, a devoted Christian. He's now married to his wife, who lives near the prison. Uh, in its decision to deny parole, the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervi- Supervision Board applauded his personal growth and productive use of his time, but said that ultimately his violent act caused devastation to not only his family and former band members, but the world. Uh, he's next eligible for parole in two years. I, I, he's not going to get out, right? I mean, when no. he finished, what, well, what, what was his sentence? How many I years? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know how much he has left on his sentence. But uh, anyhow, uh, yep, that's what he had to say. And that is all I have in music news. You guys want to talk to the mayor? Oh, yes, yeah. please. Yeah. Let me, uh, are you pulling up a yeah, I gotta get mayoral it. music yeah. for him? All right. Hello, Mr. Mayor. I love my face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Mayor Juniata Park. Yeah, I thought it was the recent COVID uh, thing, uh, yeah. scare with Mary Kenny, but no. 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 It's the Mayor Juniata Park. Hello, everybody. Hello, sweet tea. I'm so proud of you, my little chickadee. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Gary. You, you heard her talking about the chickens, I guess, Gary? Oh, listen, man. You guys are sending me to another world, man. I have to go out and get me some cocker. Uh, them, 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 them things that wake you up in the morning. Yeah, you talk about a rooster? Because yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other search you're yeah. talking about. Man. Yeah. I just want to say, I'm so proud of you, Kath. You rock. Oh, thanks, Gary. My little chickadee, sweet tea, <laughs> Kathy Romano. There you go. You want to how, say... you doing, how you doing, Preston? Oh, uh, man, I'm great. I can't complain. Uh, you, or is everything well well in your world, Gary? Yeah, man. My and my neighbor has been on the, in the news a lot lately, but the mayor's here, and I'm trying to maintain and help people and keep everybody calm. Well, man. what's your what's your neighbor up to that's in the news? 
Well, I don't know that neighbor, but I know a lot of other neighbors. Of course, and that makes sense. I don't know yeah. what that hey, means. Steve, got to the bottom of it. On Steve That's my investigative reporter skills. Yeah. My man, yo, I have to say this to, to, to Jimmy Hollywood. Nick, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Hollywood. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't know, oh. man. I dig it, though. You're Jimmy Hot. Well, you were oil can, Nick, or, or nah, weren't you? No, that's oil can Foster. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. Boy, Pony Boy Foster. Pony Boy. And, yeah, that's my party. And Jimmy the, Hollywood. The, the love of my life is Marissa Mocha McNaught. She's oh, the best hardest worker, hardest worker at MMR. She's a great girl. Yeah, she is awesome. I'll agree with you on that. that but uh, so, Do you have any updates for us? Yeah, man, these chickens with Kathy's raising, it's driving me crazy. Getting you turned on? Yeah. Do you think you'd do some chickens yourself? <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Kath. Oh, thanks. Are you going to raise chickens? They're babies. Yeah, you're, 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 you're so good with little eggs. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, now, want to tell, I just want to tell you, I miss my family. When can I come in and visit my family? Well, when we get the all clear, we'll family. wait another year after that. I, I miss my family. Jimmy, miss my family. All right. Well, we miss you. Any vis- visitors, Gary? Yeah, not right now. Yeah. It's, it's, and we're trying to, you know, work out how what the timeline's going to be. But right now, it's still sort of in a protected state, as you can well imagine. We could let chickens in, yeah. but not humans. <laughs> yeah. But well, we'll are, are you working right now? Because Nick needs help eradicating lantern bugs in his yard. Uh, we can work something out. Okay. <laughs> Give you his number. Just bring a knife and fork. <laughs> you guys rock. Listen, right. I just want to tell you, I miss my family. We miss you too, Gary. Gary. Are, are you sit- safe and happy hump day? Are you, are you at the house right now? You're out. You're home. Oh yeah, Preston. Now I'm on my landline. Landline Lowers Lounge. Lowers <laughs> Landline Lowers Lounge. What do you wear when you're in Landline Lowers Lounge? Be- beach attire. Ooh. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> of course. Like a like a, uh, always- a Hawaiian shirt or. Well, no, I got the Phillies. It, they give you the Father's Day shirt on on on, uh. on Father's Day at the Phillies game. Yeah, it's like a red shirt with all these peas with the Phillies. So I got the ribs on the grill, and mm-hmm. I'm just chilling with my family. You're, you're grilling up ribs at this time at of the morning. Ten thirty a.m. Yeah, of course. Early bird gets the win. I don't have to cook later. <laughs> Breakfast ribs. <laughs> was I always kill. imagined uh, Gary being like a Hyman Roth, you know, sitting around the house. I already, got, I already got the I already got the corn cooked. They're ready to corn the cob. Sweet. Wow. Uh huh. Everything's ready to go. All they do is heat and serve, buddy. It's on. So, quick question, Gary. Are you are you working? Do you have a job? Are you gainfully employed? At, you were at, last time. At the moment, I'm not. I'm, I'm right now. I'm putting baiting on the hook. I'm going fishing. Oh, all right. Uh, all right, man. Okay. Well, sometimes I'm, that's when I'm you get your... I'm looking for work shortly with all my sweet resumes. All right. All right. Well, good luck to you on I that. don't know if it's a, a metaphor no, that be, he's going fishing or the mayor actually... be fine. I'm a, I'm, I, I can do this. I got this. All right. I just miss my family, man. I truly miss you guys. We all miss right. you, too. We miss you, too. Preston, Steve, Nick, Casey, Marissa McNutt, and Murph, I love all you cats. And Sweet Tea, I love you, kid. <laughs> all right. I'll see, you guys, I'll see you guys around the hood. All, All right. right. See you later. Around the hood. Bye bye. Love, love you too. Too. All right. See you later. Beachwear. Do we ever? Do, so you think he, his resume is on like a microwave popcorn bag? Left over. I think he's probably got like a like. It, it wouldn't be wild if he went through it and you're like, oh my god, you're some you, MIT. Yeah. <laughs> CIV. Yeah. Oh my god. Jimmy Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know where that came I from. Well, don't I don't know. I don't know where oil can came from. I don't know where any of these. I think Jimmy Hollywood came from perhaps when you were out in Hollywood working for the rental car company. Maybe I'll maybe. take it though. Yeah, I like maybe. it. Remember Foster's uh, oil cans? Yeah. Foster beer. The, the beer. They're yeah, so big. Yeah. Okay. So oil Casey can Foster. Foster. You got yeah. that. Shotgun Steve Morrison. Well, you now have a shotgun. I do so have a shotgun now. now. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good to go. Uh, what does he call me? 
Preston. 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 Preston Elliot. <laughs> I guess just Preston. I don't have a name, do I? Oh, oh you know what? That kind of sucks. Well, the mayor's got to call back. No, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Another time. He wants to talk to his chickadee. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> he, he, he would be, be absolutely raising them for eating purposes. <laughs> there's actual, it's human ribs that are on his grill right That's now. That's what yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Human ribs. I think it's <laughs> What do you got on the grill there, Gary? It's a scapula. <laughs> that neighbor wow. that I was mentioning, cooking him nice. Yeah, I got it under control. <laughs> I'm eating him right now. <laughs> all right, on that note, we should take a break. And you know what? Since we're all hungry, talking about ribs and whatnot, I have $25 J.D. McGillicuddy's gift cards giveaway. And we'll take callers 15 and 16, 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff is bringing you everything that you need to kick off your at-home football weekend in style. And that includes a, you can win this. You can go to um, WMMR.com to enter on the contest page. You could win a case of Bud Light Platinum, a $25 gift card from local restaurant like J.D. McGillicuddy's Manning. Four, uh, four times custom, four X oh, custom WMMR Bud Light Platinum Seltzer pint glasses. So four of those. Oh, That's very cool. Means. A long sleeve Bud Light Platinum Seltzer T-shirt, a one hundred dollar Primos Hoagie gift card. So enter to win this incredible prize pack. Like I said at the contest page, WMMR.com. and Nick and Marissa are delivering those. That's right to the winners. That's excellent. You doing that tomorrow? Yeah, I'm doing mine in Phoenixville tomorrow, and I think Marissa is in Newtown Square. So right. uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Let's it. Go. Yeah, should be a fun uh, fun campaign this fall. All right, my bike there. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment, and we'll get the letter of the day and all that good stuff. So make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Really, this is oddly enough, uh, the guests I'm going to thank for being on the show are Gary Lauer and female Joe Pesci. <laughs> so how's that for a lineup a, today? Top that, man. <laughs> no guests today, but man, was it fun. It was. On the program. I enjoyed the hell out of today's uh, conversations and giveaways and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, female Joe, Joe Pesci. And Gary Lauer. And Gary Lauer. Wait a second. You think there's a match there? Man. I don't know, man. I love I, her. I don't know. <laughs> no. Nah, nah, she's too young for him. I don't know. Let's go to our correspondent, Jimmy Hollywood, and find out what the latest <laughs> is. <laughs> Somebody said it was because I was referencing that weird Joe Pesci movie with the long blonde hair. That uh, could be it. Three or four weeks ago, and, and odd things stick in Gary's brain, so maybe that has something to do with it. Was I, it called Jimmy Hollywood? I don't even remember. It what was it's something, called. Like something like that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Is this the Jimmy Hollywood theme or something? <laughs> was, you know, checking in with the yeah. correspondent. Yeah. Jimmy Hollywood. Uh, anyway, uh, Brent Porsche is here. Hey. Good morning to my family. We can count him as a guest. Hell yeah. On the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Wonderful. Good to have you here. Uh, we should go ahead and do our letter of the day. So here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter S as in sweet tea, chickadee. All right. <laughs> Two more to go, and then we got a word, and it's uh, ten vinyl albums you could win, including recent releases from Pearl Jam, Metallica, and a signed copy of The Struts, Young and Dangerous, in honor of Record Store Day. And this year, Record Store Day is being celebrated properly distanced through a series of Record Store Day drops. Saturday is the second one. 
Uh, and you can support your local record store this Saturday. The next one's not going to be till October 24th, so just heads up on that. Uh, Nick did confirm, yes, the movie was called Jimmy Hollywood. Okay, I'll Came take it. 1994 with uh, Joe Pesci <laughs> and Christian Slater. What a piece of crap it was. I remember it now. A lot of, uh, a lot of Joe Pesci references today. Yeah. 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 Female Joe Pesci and <laughs> Joe Pesci. Jimmy and Hollywood and Joe Pesci with the, the Four Seasons. Four Seasons. That's right. Interesting. And we don't have any Joe Pesci drops on hand. Maybe it's time for a regular Joe Pesci Wednesdays. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Oh, my God. He says something. Wait, what movie does he say he he's a, a scared? Oh, man. Is it one of the lethal weapons? Mm-mm. It's not Home Alone, is it? Is it why? No, is no. it uh, Goodfellas? Hang on. No, I, I, I want to say it was my cousin Vinny. Yeah. I'm was, a scared? I was, I was a scared. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a scared. Yeah, it's it's like a real heartfelt moment. Yeah, yeah uh, might have been Beethoven. Or, no, no, it's it's my cousin Vinny. Okay, yeah. it's it might have been when he was talking about being overwhelmed in the courtroom to uh, mm-hmm. um, Marissa Tomei's character. Who I forgot her name. Uh, Mona Lisa. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, something Mona Lisa, or was it Mona Lisa? Something huh. Mona Lisa. Damn it! Now we got to look. Mona, Jimmy Mona Lisa. Lisa and Mad Hatters. Mona Lisa and Mad Hatters, sons of bankers, sons of lawyers. Mona Lisa Vito. Mona Lisa Vito. Ms. Vito. That's right. Ms. Vito. And you were here for that, Brent, that revelation. How about that? (laughs) Enjoy it. Uh, What's coming up on your show today, Brent? First of all, I'm looking and I see eggshells in the trash can over here. Oh, my God. Nick, did you hear me? Nick ate Timmy. Look, he was dead, <laughs> and I was hungry. In, in a way, it was his tribute. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I am going to open up Timmy today, though. I'll bring okay. him on over. I'll bring some salt. With the bottle opener. Well, also, it popped up on my time hop today that it was nine years ago today you guys had me out on a flash cab. Oh, wow. Yeah, remember how long ago, man? Yeah. What porn kind of star was it? Do you remember? I think it was the three. It was uh, Tegan Presley, and it was three chicks that couldn't have cared less to be, you know, they were in their pajamas, and they were yeah. just hanging in the car, and... Get that started as, boobs. as Gash Cab and then became Flash Cab. Yeah. Yeah. Tegan Presley and... Alexis Texas, I think, yes, was one of them, Yes, that was the other one, yes. Yeah, and, and I feel I like there's the one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonny Leone, maybe? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. They were yeah. top yeah. stars. Yeah. They were. They, they were. were. Yeah. Alexis came to some of our ladies' nights at Club Risque. She was good. Yeah, God, she was fun. She was out of control. It was awesome. Wow, interesting. Any way we could do a, a socially distant flash cab? Just like, you know, <laughs> roll could. the window down and, you know, just yeah. drive-bys? Quite possible. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, All right. So what's up, Dean? So the program today, it's Bruce Springsteen's birthday, as you mentioned earlier. So we're going to be celebrating that with the Workforce Block. Incubus, I have a cool cover that I'm going to play for them and some live stuff and corn because why the hell not? All some right. Great tunes. I love it, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve's show is brought to you by... Uh, Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets Fresh, fresh Foods and Local <laughs> Flavors. They're very fresh. Uh, and on tomorrow's show, well, I just got this in. Female Joe Pesci says she'll gladly come on every Wednesday. Ah. <laughs> if we want. Sweet. So, but maybe we'll settle we'll for a Friday because we got nothing going on tomorrow other than wrapping up the work week and having a good time. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Hey, this is Matt here from Reddit. During this pandemic, it's supposed to be nobody out, and yet there's still heads on the road driving 10 miles under the speed limit. Like, what the hell are you doing? Just drive. Next message. I, too, am the famous boner artist. 
I'm painting right now. Next message. Public service announcement. If you're pissed off because everyone on the road is driving too slow, no, you're an asshole who drives too fast. Slow the f*** down. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.